Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Uh-huh-huh! Speaking of big stuff, we got a big show for you tonight, and by we, of course, I got to use the plural when I'm talking about the show tonight because I got my main man, my brother from another mother, my Canadian now, Rico! Hey, man, listen, I can't do it. I can't do it. You you rock that. That one, you got that. You can do that one. You're, you're good at that. Listen, I like it. I mean, that's your thing. That's your stick. My, my voice is deep, and I, I can't, I just can't do it. I gotta, find that, I gotta find another angle. I got a bad, like, throat going right now, too. So I already had, like, a throat thing going. First two Dave Matthews shows of the summer over the weekend, so my throat is, it's on, it's on life support right now. But oh, we, yeah. always, we always find a way, Rico, and we will tonight. Because it's the smooth and we got a banger for you tonight, folks. Before we get into it, Rico, how you doing, my brother? Brother, I'm doing great. I mean, I had an early sleep today, so I have a little bit of energy before I go to work today. So what is up, people? Hell, what's happening? Ready to go. Let's do this. Oh, welcome into the smoke break, ladies and gents. You might be wondering, you, you typically get a, uh, you know, you get my background every show. Obviously, I got my, my bot cave in here, but we do have a couple of new guys you might see right here. I don't know if you know, Rico. Oh, watch out. The, the action figure collection expanded over the weekend. The new J.A. and Stefan Diggs are in, are in stock. Have you seen them? Let's go. Want to track them out? Hold on. Listen, bring it, bring it right to the forefront, my man. And while Z-Bot is grabbing that and bringing that to the forefront, what's up, everybody, man? Smash that like while you guys are in the building right now. It's your boy, Bot. It's your boy, Rico. And uh, we're, we're going to give you guys uh, a show tonight. Listen, Namdi yeah. put a comment in there. Yeah. So the, I, this is the only one within reaching distance, but you can see behind me. You can see above my shoulder. We got the two new JAs right there. Now the difference this this year, Rico, instead of running the ball, JAs tossing it. Now we got them in all different actions. I'll now we just that. need the hurdle one, the limited okay. edition. But this is the first ever Buffalo Bills Stephon Diggs action figure. Of course, we're going to keep it behind plastic, Rico, because when them rings make their way to Buffalo, this thing gold, brother. Do you have like a separate account for just to buy gadgets no. and toys? And you got it. You got to, man. 
I should. I have one account that bleeds <laughs> continuously, and I spend it there on stupid does. shit. And then when the real stuff comes around, um, you try to figure. It's not a matter of how am I going to pay for the bill stuff. It's a matter of how am I going to pay for the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. Z-Bob been Z-Bob been playing. He's listen, man. He's been working overtime. Listen, I have been. I have been working overtime because we had put in a hell of a week last week. Speaking of overtime. We did a little extra on the side as we like to do this time of year. We get into the meat and potatoes of the yeah. summer here with the season right around the corner. And uh, not what is now tradition the last three years, uh, we get together out in Buffalo for a very special event. And tonight we're going to share with you all the ins and outs of that event from last week. If you didn't know, if you weren't following our socials last week, me and Rico linked up out in Buffalo Last week, we had an absolute ball. It'd be easier to tell you what we didn't do. We made the most of it. Rico flew in all the way from Nova Scotia and took off the next day. I thought I had a bad drive enough from Connecticut, but my man right here put in. He he literally chartered a flight to come see. see The airport, it was in and out, man. Business as usual, man. Just fly in, handle business. But next time, I'm going to make it my business to to stay a little longer. Yeah. Tour Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it really, it really sounds a be low. No, you got to take it all in, baby. I got to tour Buffalo. I got to take it all in, man. I got to, I mean, I don't know where I'd go. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't I gotta, know where you'd go either. I don't know where you'd go either. I'll tell you where we did go. We went to Barbell, and I got to tell you, right, next time Rico's in town, if he does stay for longer, we'll go for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We'll make a whole triple header out of it. Before we get into the, what we did, we're already on the topic of Barbell. Mm. Why don't you go ahead and let them know you did a little something different this time around. You went with the other barbell staple that you hadn't had before. Go ahead and tell everybody your thoughts well, on the folks, on whack. If you're in Buffalo and you're not from Buffalo, it's a month. I mean, at least for me, it was, a, I guess, a tiny. It's at the end of my bucket list. And my bucket list is not very long, but you got to try the beef on whack. And I'm sitting here. I'm like, I mean, first of all, beef on whack sounds mad sus. I, I just sounds beef, beef on whack. You know what I'm saying? What you gonna have? I'm gonna have a beef on Weck. That just sounds weird to me. I even it just sounds weird me saying it now. Anyway, so my man's and I we went to um, what's a bar bill, and uh, uh, you know what? We'll we we'll even jump into who we met at bar bill. But anyway, so we go to bar bill and uh, we're hanging out, and uh, I'm just I'm about to Cajun butter barbie. Is that am I gonna say it? Because I I get it wrong. No, but I like how you do it. You never get it right, but I like how you do it because you <laughs> I had the Cajun butter bar. I had the Cajun butter barbecue. Buffalo wing, anyway, whatever that is, that shit is fire. Anyways, we got that, and I was like, wait a minute, when in Rome, you just got to do it, right? Yeah, so I'm like, not only will I do the wings, yo, throw me that beef on whack. Let's go, put that yeah. shit on deck. Let's have it. So, ladies, like, well, did you want a mini? A yeah, mini I didn't know you, did that. you got the <laughs> sam- you got the sample side. You got the kitty man you wanted. Well, well listen, Vic, I'm not about to jump in and and, no, and order a large beef on whack when it's it could be some trash. So I was yeah. like, you know what, just. Toss me that mini. I'm already <laughs> polish these wings off. So toss me that mini. So she brought me the mini. And I was like, all right. So all I've been hearing about beef on whack is that the bun is like a nice flavor, salty bun. Camel wet. Give me that pause. And uh, I said, yo, let me grab that salty bun. Let me tell you what, man. Rico, all day, he said, man, I can't wait to get my, my, my I can't wait to wrap my mouth around those salty <laughs> buns. So here's my disappointment, though. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real. I'll, say, I'll tell you what my disappointment is. If you let that beef on wax sit too long on that paper, it becomes soggy at the bottom. You can't have soggy beef on wax. That's number one. Number two, I was expecting like a side of fries or something. Boy, they opened up a mini bag of Lay's chips and dumped it on a plate and said, here you go, sir. In this economy? 
<laughs> and not even a, not even a full bag. They didn't even just go open a full bag. Handful that they opened a mini, dumped it, and said, "Here you go, sir. There's your beef on way." Yeah, it was kind of like remember the school lunch you get when you go on like a field on like a field day or a field trip, and they cater it, and you oh, get you get like uh, it's it reminds me of the pizza parties when we were in school where it's like a all little right, sandwich, a little yeah, sandwich you're chips. You're looking forward to it all week. They cut the pe- they cut a large pizza into forty slices. And you're like, you're like, yo, I'm. You get a square. You don't even go triangle. You get a square. I know. I said, I know I'm 10 years old, but I'm still pushing like two bills here. I'm a a grown ass man inside of my stomach. Um, But you got the taste of it. I think that's all you wanted. You weren't looking for the whole thing. You just wanted a little taste of Buffalo. That's all you were looking for. Listen, a taste of Buffalo. I got the taste of Buffalo. Pause. And uh, I'm going to tell you this, man. You just can't let it get soggy. You still want that crisp bread and you dip it into that au jus. And, uh, it was actually listen. I'm, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a, like a seven, a seven, a seven, a seven out of ten. Seven right, out of ten. You know what I'm saying? Depending on maybe different places make them better. I don't know. So I'm gonna start with a seven out of ten. It is all right. And now we polish off their wings and we call it a day. See, to me, yeah. the the tried and true was always the red osier at the Red Wings games. Now I know I'm probably speaking a foreign language to you, but the Red Wings is like. That's the minor league team for the Minnesota Twins. That's in Rochester. Okay. Red Osier is like a, a Rochester thing. That's the exact same thing. Almost the exact Red same Osier. thing. Okay. Yeah. That was my, that's what I grow, grew up on for the, for the mm-hmm. beef rotten whack. But I mean, it, either way, but I, I feel like bar bill, they could, I, I mean, I don't know, man, they, they, they could grab a pack of ramen and find a way to make, I don't know what they're doing back there. I don't know what they got going on. I don't know how no one's been able to copy that sauce. No one's been able to copy the blue cheese. And I'll tell you another thing, too. Mm, I don't know where they're getting these wings either. I bought a bag of frozen wings the other day from the grocery store. I mean, you would have thought this was like part of a Lego set. I mean, these things, it wasn't even, it wasn't even right, Rico. I mean, it was almost like I was getting punked. each wing was like the size of like half of your pinky. Yeah, can't do it. And and it's just like you're just sitting there and you're like, you know, you and the thing is like when you know how good a real good wing is, obviously, it just it's it's like it makes it a million times worse. I don't I don't do frozen wings anymore, brother. I, I go and yeah, get wings from the store, clip the tips, yeah, slice that. I mean, sometimes people keep the, the wing and drum together, I drum and flat. And uh, spicing myself, throwing the air fryer, call it a day, is bomb. You know what I'm saying? Frozen wings, cool, but you, you can get you can get way more done. And, you're getting uh, like the um, elevated for it. You're getting like the uh, the, like the fresh ones, you know, like fresh cut. Right, do it yourself, right. season it, toss that, do what you need to do it. Throw in the air fryer, call it a day. Bob's your uncle. Let's go. Listen, I think that I, I think I got what I paid for. You buy a bag of frozen wings from Aldi's, it's not going to be Michelin star. I think that's well, pretty much expected. Pierre says you didn't get chicken wings. You got chicken nuggets. That's what you got. I guess it's, and I couldn't agree more with them. Although, you know, at least there was the wing, the bone within the wing. I mean, I, there's nothing on earth I hate more than boneless wings. I think anybody who orders boneless wings is a just an absolute child. If you are a an adult who orders boneless wings, it better not be, be it better not be around me. And hey, I got some good buddies who do it. And I'll tell you what. They hear about it from me every time. Every Speak, time. Speaking of uh, uh, sucking the bone off the meat, the meat, uh, <clears throat> Mister Zeba, you had a good, you got a good opportunity to. <laughs> I couldn't even get a straight face there. Uh, you had a good opportunity to uh, to clean uh, 
a, a chicken wing, one shot, boom. Yeah. Talk to people. See, how, like, is there a proper way of eating a wing? Well, see, a flat. A it's, it's funny because this is this is like my this is like my carnival act but it 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 isn't it isn't very um it's not like uh, it's not like Barnum and Bailey amongst the buffalo crew because they do it as well but when i pull that out in front of the college friends the girlfriend's family i mean you would think i was doing some chris ain't oh, yeah. <laughs> they line up to see that everybody gets the phones out they got to wait you know, I got to wait till it's the optimal temperature and I play it up. Of course, I got to make sure, you know, I got to make sure that um, I make it seem as though I have very specific parameters in order to pull off my act because I'm, you know, I, I am a showman. I can't just do it. Out of nowhere. I got to have my material. You clean that thing quick. Now, let me tell you what. I knew the lights and cameras were on at Western Media Day. I knew the Fanatics crew and I know the following we got these days. I knew it was either it was either strip it clean or get clowned. And I had one take and I murdered it, as I always do. And I've had about a 15-year practice run before that moment, Rico. So I I think I lived up to the expectation. Brother, I'm gonna say I wish I wish I had this set up because I would have just put the camera on and just post that video. But you know what? If you do want to see it out, go on our Twitter page right now, Buffalo Fanatics, and you will see uh bot clean bone. You will see me. You will see me absolutely disintegrate bone. And the thing <laughs> of it is, is I don't do that. Like just for fun. Like that is how I eat them. I'll actually never forget. So my best friend Josh and his older sister Corinne. I'm never. I'll never forget the first time I did that in front of her. I swear to God, like it was like she just saw. Like, like, you know, it'll be, it'll be the equivalent of like, if you were at the Y and like Steph Curry was doing shoot around and you're kind okay. of just sitting there and you're like, you're you're witnessing history. You're witnessing greatness, right? Like you're witnessing probably the best pure shooter in the history of the game. She was Absolutely. sitting there and she's like, I'm witnessing probably the best wing eater that this, that this planet. And she just looked at me like, and I couldn't, be, and then she just had me keep doing it and doing it. Next thing you know, she told all her friends about it. Right. And then, like, dude, now I swear to God, every time there's things around and there's a certain crew, I have to do it. And they all gather around. And, but the crew in here, I'm sure there's a, a million people in here watching. They do it, too. And I just want you to know that that is our thing in Buffalo. Even down to Rochester, they still can't do it. Let's go. And It's a skill. And if you can do it, it's a skill. And I want you to capitalize on it. Because let me tell you what, it is not as easy as, as people like myself make it seem. Because I am a pro. I am an absolute veteran. And we end that with a big old pause. And great job by my guy, Bot. Thank you. My man, Cleaning Bone. Let's go. So, but we yeah. you know what? we also cleaned house in that in that place. And uh, yeah, we had uh, several, several Bills players that were that were there. And uh, we, yeah, were we should set the stage here. I think we haven't really set the stage. And Let's I was going to ask you as well. I think, should we start with our nice, fun tidbits, our stories, and then we'll get into Ooh. the interviews? You know what? Let's get to the tidbits. All right. Let's so get to the tidbits. Yeah, let's set the stage here for you, as the thumbnail sh uh, suggests. And I, we're not just being hyperbolic here. You know us. We'll shoot you straight, even though some of you thought we weren't the last time out, by the way. And we, me and Rico had a very long discussion about this in person. Yep. We we, we, it, it, we are straight shooters. Damn it. The Ed Oliver stuff last week, Rico. Mm. I'm not getting into it. I'm just saying we're I not here to steer you wrong. If you think otherwise, you're full of it. You're full of it. So with that said, 
These two interviews are bangers, man. Bangers. To the point where, one, Dawson Knox, one of the nicest freaking guys of all. And, and I feel like I tell you guys this. Every time I sit down with a player, I feel like I tell you guys this. But it's the God's honest truth, man. These guys, they're just A1 dudes. A1 sure. dudes. And I'll tell you what, Dawson Knox is like A1+. plus. I mean, big fan. Rico, I mean, that guy is just a freaking, he's a just a great freaking guy. And you know you what? Know to put it. And you, you see these players up up close and personal, and you you could just you you could just tell these guys are meant to be where they're at. No you doubt. See the size of Dawson Knox. Not, not Dawson Knox is not a small man whatsoever. Dude, he's, he he's is ripped. Okay, he's he is ripped. Big boy. And you know what? You got to put the work in if you're gonna play that tight end position in the game, man. Yeah. And like, and these are these are great freaking athletes. You got to give it to them. Deion Dawkins, the pause on that man. This guy had pause on him, man. So, uh, you got to see, he had me shaking in my boots a little bit, didn't he, Rico? I oh, got he had my man bot for a second. He looked at bot and, and, and said something to bot and bot. <laughs> I'm gonna let bot talk about that. But we had uh, an, an incredible time. Josh Allen was in the building and he was at, they were doing their thing, they're shooting. And uh, we had a, we had a great time at the Legacy House. Legacy, shout out to the Legacy House for real. Big time, no doubt. Y'all got an amazing facility, man. We walked in, Bot and I walked in there. We're like, okay, like this is legit. This is where our creator's dream would be. You know what I'm saying? You you have a facility to do everything under the sun. And we saw that, and we just immediately started thinking, like, man, that would be nice. Wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. So shout out to Legacy House, uh, big things. And uh, we had quite a day, man. And Going back to Dawson Knox being such a nice individual, just everything you can think of that is positive about a person is there. So that's why it's it becomes difficult. And I got to say this because we behind the and I'm talking about let's let's not talk about Bot and I being you know, on a podcast and we at home when we see these players are performing and I and I'll, I'll I mean I'll take fault at that as well. We are very quick, very quick to come out and dog on a player. You know what I'm saying? And this, that, and the third, and this guy didn't play well. And there's 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 being honest, there's being critically honest, and then there's just trashing individuals, right? And you for, you don't forget, but you, you it slips your mind how these players scroll every day. They're on their phone just like us every day, and they see the stuff that the mafia will put out, good and bad. And just like any normal person, you'll see the bad more than you'll see the good, right? And not because it stands out. There might be like, like you said, Bob, there could be 10,000 great things being said, but you'll catch that five. And that five will kind of put you in, put you in, a, in, a, in, a, in your fields, right? Yeah. So, but when you see these players up, you see like the hard work they put in. I mean, the things they got to go through. I mean, the competition that's brought in and the, the pressure, pressure of the game. So you got to give them, you got to give them credit. Um, and uh, you almost have to come, almost pull back a little bit on getting personal. You know yeah. saying you just gotta you gotta pull back because I mean at the end of the day I mean they feel like we feel you feel me so uh but we I we took we took a lot from that uh in these interviews but uh honestly man couldn't have asked for a better a better two individuals to sit and talk to it was, it was a great time so that's down the pipeline later on we had about 30 minutes with Dawson Knox felt like five he was an awesome chat we got a little bit of everything from him uh including everything we wanted to ask him including Dalton Kincaid we talked to Dawson Knox about Dalton Kincaid there was no way Rico and I were going to sit down with him and not talk about it and the reason uh before that is because neither Rico and I look at that as even remotely close to a negative that is why we wanted to talk to Dawson Knox about it as well as what we might expect to see from Dalton Kincaid Dawson Knox this offense in general 
going forward into the year. Awesome stuff from uh, Dawson Knox. We'll share that a little on uh, later on in the show. And then just to retouch on Deion Dawkins, um, yep. just out, the most out of left field interview. I, I never saw it coming. He brought an energy uh, that he always has. It's except it was in a different light. Uh, and I think we got a different side of Dion this time around to go to show you uh, just, just exactly what Rico was just talking about. And that's, you can be the greatest guy on the planet. And I am a firm uh, believer that, that Deion Dawkins, when it comes to athletes is one of those guys. I have said that on here a million times. I have told that to him uh, personally, multiple times. Uh, yeah. He is truly one of my all time favorite Buffalo bills. He, um, he let us know. He let everybody know what that background is like being a, uh, you know, at this point, a veteran in this league on a team with high expectations, blocking for a quarterback that is destined to be a Hall of Famer. He dives yeah. into it all. And, you know, Rico and I, it's tough to get us to not open our mouths. Uh, Dion took he took over the show. Rico and I didn't do a lot of talking and it was great. It was awesome. So have that and, and sometimes it, it is that way. Yeah. And I remember starting this off, uh, started doing podcasting and uh, wifey and I were sitting there, we were, we were going live on Facebook. And for the first time we we're going live on Facebook and like, I had like five people watching and she's like, babe, look, you got five people watching. I was like, Oh shoot. That's dope. Like first yeah. time we we're live and all that stuff. Right. And over time you start to get comfortable behind it. And when I started kind of interviewing players and so on and so forth, a lot of the times at the beginning, I was trying to, take over and my wife's like yo shut your mouth and let them speak you know what I'm saying you gotta just let them speak because like you start cutting them off and you and it's the excitement right the excitement yeah, you're trying to yeah, get it all out there right so and i bring this up because there wasn't really need for us to say much in the Dion dawkins interview mm -mm. he just let asked a couple questions and let him go and when he went he revealed some things where like okay i didn't see it that way that's a great perspective. No, I didn't know it existed. My friend, I'm telling you right now, if when when we give you guys the opportunity to uh, to dive into the Dion Dawkins interview, uh, and I do you want to even call it an interview? It was more like floor is yours, my guy. I mean, that's floor what it was, yours. and Absolutely. it was terrific because I I personally didn't see it coming from him, and I also really appreciated the perspective because he is the type of guy to tell you. What he thinks. There's no filter. Uh, and that's not a bad thing. He's not a guy that needs a filter because he's just not that type of guy. He just lets you know he's real. Um, and that was just off the cuff, off the chest, and from the heart. And that was uh, just a terrific sit down uh, with Dion. So we, we will dive into that later on in the show. And then we'll recap just kind of our thoughts on it. Because I, I personally, I, I strung it together. And I just wanted to say this. So tonight, these two interviews, we're putting them out right here on the show tonight. But these are raw and they're unedited. I'm going to have full edited graphics, high-end quality audio, all that coming down the line later this week. We're also going to cut these up into shorts. So make sure to have us followed on all the platforms. You're going to get a ton of awesome content coming your way from these two interviews later on this week. Uh, and you're going to want to check it out because I personally, like we said, we're not just gassing it up, man. These were two really great interviews with a lot of awesome info and a lot of different uh, perspectives that I was not uh, expecting to see. Rico, there's one thing I want to talk about. We're not going to reveal the source because there's absolutely no need to do it. There's no need to reveal the source in this particular circumstance. I just, uh, you know, in, in thinking back on it, I don't think he would mind. It's just that I think that it's better left unsaid because I think it's better to pontificate on the idea of what we heard. And I think it's better to know that without knowing the direct source, because I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's, 
I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but I think it's funner to look at it that way. I don't want. I don't want to throw the guy under the bus because what we heard at there was there was a lot we took away from this from this media day. It was awesome, and, and we'll tell stories throughout the show tonight. There was plenty of awesome, funny, hilarious things that happened and whatever. But we met a lot of cool people there, talked to a lot of cool people, and with that, we got a lot of cool inside info about things that me and Rico might not be privy to otherwise. I think right now the biggest thing on everybody's mind going into the season, or one of at least, is what is Dalton Kincaid going to bring to this team? He is now the first first round pick these Buffalo Bills have drafted on the offensive side of the ball since Josh Allen. And I know for me, I personally am dying to see if he is going to be that new piece to this offense that is truly just a flat out weapon, an X factor. It doesn't matter Absolutely. if he's a wide receiver, tight end, running back. Is he going to be that? Rico and I simultaneously, we heard from a very reliable source who got this from another very, very reliable source. Okay. Source on source. <laughs> yeah. We, we're talking two good sources here. And I, I, Rico, I haven't stopped thinking about this. I told you, I told you when we heard it, I said, I'm not going to stop thinking about this. <laughs> Rico and I were told from a very reliable source that Dalton Kincaid. Merely two weeks in from into practice is looking like, quote, a future first ballot Hall of Famer. Rico, when you heard that, given the way in which we were told it based on the knowledge in which we were given from a reliable source, mm -hmm. I personally, it was the last thing I expected to hear, frankly, because it sounds absurd, but. I, it wasn't like there was just being smoke grabbed at. It wasn't just like it was being thrown in the ether for no reason. We were told this because this was something that it, it, it has made itself known to those in the know through the first few weeks. When you first heard that, Rico, I mean, you and I were together, but take me back to where you were when you kind of ran that through your mind a bit. Well, well, listen, when you when you hear that, you're like, what? Nah, man, that's way too early, man. Are you bugging? But when you when you sit back down and you you kind of like understand okay hold on a second i mean i'm i'm going to try to use an analogy here is uh i don't know you're what's the best way i can you're a tradesman right you've been in the trades business for a very long time right maybe you're a plumber electrician whatever the case is young kid comes out of college or whatever and you're seeing this kid do things where a veteran would have been doing this and it took that veteran 10 to 15 years of, you know what I mean, learning the trades of the plumbing business. And this person is just hitting everything. And just, just, just uh, to a point where you're looking at this person, be like, dude, how, like, it's not going to take you long to take over this business and run this thing. Right. And that's, that's the best way I could kind of explain what was explained to us in, in terms of what Kincaid will bring to the table. And when you hear that, you're like, really? Okay. This this is exciting. And now you you almost understand, okay, that's why we traded up. We traded up for him because like we're not we're not gonna let this slide. And the fact that this player was able to slide all the way down to our to our pick, you know, we're not screwing this up. And if you trade up for a player like that, you're gonna use this player. And I'm looking very much forward <laughs> to seeing what Kincaid is going to bring to the table. And I was just on a recent um a recent show. Uh, shout out to the TSS boys, Commissioner Cooper. Salute to you, my Miami Dolphins brother. Uh, so, and they were they were on. We were on a fantasy show, and they were asking I mean about the tight end position and and rookie tight ends. And most people were like, man, we don't touch rookie tight ends. And I'm sitting here going, that would be a big mistake if you don't if you don't grab 
Kincaid early. I mean, I don't know how early you guys grab tight ends, but don't sleep on him and wait till, you know, I mean, the ninth rounder if you think you can grab him that late. If you can, that's a steal because I think he's going to be an impactful player on this Bills team and it's going to be fun. And when we go through this interview with with uh, with Dawson Knox, you will you will hear um, how we chatted up and and how he even spoke of the players around the team and how he speaks on his his teammate. And it's going to be fun, man. It'll be fun when you guys have a chance to to go through it. I'm seeing a lot of comments uh, right now that are very justifiable. It is exactly the same thought I had there. I just want to say this. Uh this this info was passed down from a longtime person around the league. That's what blew my mind. It wasn't like it was told to us by somebody who pulled up to camp to camp for an hour and, right. and said, "Oh, we just drafted Kincaid. Oh my God, he's a Hall of Famer." This was passed down by somebody who has seen a lot of football in his day, and the in the info given to us was one. He could be a f- potential first ballot Hall of Famer. Two, he has some of the best hands that this person has ever seen. I- I'm getting chills right now just talking about it because I-, I went, we, I just was not expecting to hear that at all. And the fact that that's even being, um, the fact that that's even being put into the ether as a suggestion, two weeks, three weeks into practice, by those are that are closest to the league. That to me, Rico. I mean, you and I looked at each other. We started laughing. Like look at the comments right now. You know, it's like Cap. What a, you and me looked at each other. Like, all right, well, where's the punchline? It, there wasn't one. We're right. Listen, we were just the same. Yes. Just the same as you guys were. Like, what? Really? Nah. Come on, you tripping? No, no. Relax. Everybody, settle down. Yes. You start hearing. You start hearing around the room of like, okay, different people are saying, this is what I see. This is what. I, and reliable sources say. You're like, okay. You start piecing things together. Like, okay, this is guy the real deal for real. Yeah. Yeah, but Bot and I are more like, okay, this sounds amazing. Oh this yeah, oh believe me, we had our grain of salt. We both sat Absolutely. down. And we said, <laughs> I told Rico, I said, you know what, this is going to be the biggest issue for me because I'm not going to forget this. And the problem with that is, I need to forget this because he has not played a snap. Absolutely. I can't hear this, but now that I've heard it, <laughs> I mean. But the thing, I want to just go back to this. The thing of it all is that this was, this was, and we, me and Rico had been over this at at nauseum by now uh, since the draft. This, for some reason, I personally still do not know why, but for some reason, this was a controversial, polarizing pick. I did not think it was. And the fact that even though I didn't think it was, a lot of people did when you are hearing, and this isn't just from what we had heard as well. You're also, you can just go online right now. Plenty of people are saying Dalton Kincaid shines in the first two weeks of OTA. I mean, that's been kind of being passed around by the news outlets that have had an ability to look. This is just, this is something that we, we took a chance on and it was a chance taken with high, with, with a high probability for success compared to what we thought would be available for that probability of success in that point of the draft to hear things like this and to have expectations such as this for a young man. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and say he needs to live up to him or not, but the fact that we have that even being talked about that I can think about that and I can look forward to a guy coming onto this team who has people already saying things like that. I mean, I I can't, I'm not going to not be stoked about it. I'm not going to measure the guy on it, 
but you better believe I, you better believe it's got me beyond stoked to see what we're in store for coming up this season. Well, listen, <clears throat> even you can even go as far as like any there, there it's okay. And some people are like, let me temper our, my expectations, right. which is completely fine. It is normal to temper expectations because not a snap has been played. Right. Yeah. And there is such thing called busts, right? Where we have high expectations with someone and they don't turn out how they want us to, right? But then there are players that you just flat out know that they're going to be nice. You just flat out know that they're going to be great, right? Trevor Lawrence coming out, and I know it's a quarterback, but Trevor Lawrence coming out, you know he's going to be solid. Oh, it was a foregone conclusion. He was the I next You know he's going to be solid, and he proved that last year. Solid. Goes up against the Chargers. You're down. You throw him like picks left, right, center. You, I mean, he was Nate Peterman all over that field, right? Yeah. And then he decided to calm his ass down and really make it happen and almost, you know what I'm saying? And, and came out and put it together. So like, you know, these players are going to be great. So can we, can we sit there and, and ignore, you know what I'm saying? So what these, these players are saying, nah, would you, are you waiting to see it and go into fruition and make it work? Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. And when it is correct, boy, are we going to be excited? And we're going to be like, okay, we got, we got ourselves a guy. And the beautiful even thing, half correct. If it's like I'm, even half correct, listen, man, half correct is even better. You know what I'm saying? It's great. Well, it, what's even better is what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say was you got him and Dawson Knox together and a tremendous, a tremendous talent in Dawson Knox. And then you've got an up and coming uh, player in, in Kincaid. Yo, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And it's in a lot. And I can understand why most folks say that's great. That's great and all. Oh, yes. But you got to put it together because you got your offensive coordinator that's got to find a way to make this work. And this is this is what it's going to come down to is, and how fun it's going to be is how you gonna how you gonna figure this out because you got a weapon in Stephon Diggs which we hope he shows up to meet the camp and we're making sure that there's no issues going there. And you got you got yourself Dawson Knox, you got Kincaid, you know what I'm saying you got Gabe Davis that's probably going to want to you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying come back and have a, a strong year in his, in his contract year so. The, the the sky's the limit with this this offense, man. It's gonna be nice, man. And we got a lot to get back to. We got a lot to get back to. The way we ended that season, yo, we got a lot to get back to and get back on track and start. You know what I'm saying? Letting these people know because a lot of people think these these bills are not the same old bills, right? Well, you better stop me. You put some respect on these bills, boy. Thirteen and three in a year that we had a pretty tough schedule to hit. So let's 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 wait it out. We'll see how this plays out. It's gonna be fun, but I'm I'm very very excited for Kincaid. I'm very excited. Very excited. And, 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 you know, we were taking it with as massive a grain of salt as all you guys are. We just thought we'd share with it because I don't think I'll tell you what, going in there uh, when we did, I wasn't expecting to hear anything remotely close to that. And it just, I think, I think it got me. um, I'm already at the point now in the summer, Rico, where my excitement level for football is just overflowing at this point. I can't take it anymore. So when you start hearing about like just things like that, and at the end of the day too, obviously things can get can get uh, overstated. But whatever. but even if even if he's doing enough to make a scene where it's it's being shown that man, this is really looking like it's worthy of that pick so far. You look around this offense, and that could not have been more needed. If it's already looking like he is going to be an immediate impact, whether that's fill in any, uh, you know, Ill, any guess for his future that you want, none of us can be certain. But you 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 eliminate that, in my opinion, because uh, because it doesn't matter. What what matters is the idea that it's already being seemed as though, almost off the bat, the guy looks like he is going to be ready to be able to come into this team and be the guy that the Bills drafted him for. And I think what he, they drafted him for, in my opinion, and I think this was what had to be secured. And they, and I think that they took their best possible swing at doing it. 
they needed a guy to come in and be an immediate impact with the ability to be a long-term X factor. The Bills don't really currently have that. Stephon Diggs is not a long-term X factor. Is there a long-term X factor on this entire offense besides Josh Allen? The answer is no. That's what they needed. And the fact that that's even a possibility, the fact that he's got people buzzing, the fact that he's got people singing his praises already, I was beyond stoked from day one. And my excitement, it continues to grow, Rico. And now, just like everybody else in here, we're in the same boat. We just can't wait to see that guy get out on the field and take a couple snaps and see what this whole thing looks like. It's it's gonna be fun. And, and here's a question for you too, Bob. Yeah. So I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this 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 edition of Kincaid, right? Mm. And we we lose Isaiah McKenzie, right? Yes. Isaiah McKenzie last year, what he had like 60, 60 receptions. I gotta double check that. Um, so that vacates. There's 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 openings here. So sure. I wonder I, I it makes me wonder. OK, so like how do they insert Kincaid? Uh, how do they insert Dawson Knox? How do they insert Kalusha Kier in in spreading out the, those those 60, 60 plus receptions? Uh, for, did he have 60 receptions? I got I to gotta double check that. Well, you know what? It's a good point you bring up because you could argue that it was a it was a hole that was almost that was only. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, it's almost kind of like y- you had a hole on your wall and instead of plastering it over, you kind of just threw a poster up in front of it and then you, you kind of forget about it. Right. Cole Beasley was the hole left behind. You and I, I know me in particular, I, I, I had a lot of high expectations for Isaiah McKenzie filling that role. I thought he was fine, and I thought what Isaiah McKenzie brought to this team for what he was, he was never a targets. Excuse me, I said sixty-five reception. I meant sixty-five targets. Oh, okay. Go on. Isaiah McKenzie, I, I, I absolutely, I, I loved Isaiah McKenzie. I will miss Isaiah McKenzie. We we talked to Dawson Knox about him. He was the funniest guy on the team. He, they, they all miss him. I mean, he was a all-around awesome dude, and I also loved his game. I thought he was a Swiss Army knife. I thought he had a skill set on this team that really wasn't brought. Uh, that type of skill set really wasn't brought to the table by anybody else. It just that he was not an all pro slot receiver like Cole Beasley was. Not many are. Cole Beasley is one of the only slot receivers to be an all pro receiver over the last decade or so. It's a very tough thing to do. Yeah. That hole was not filled. Dalton Kincaid was drafted to help get rid of the poster and throw some freaking concrete up over that hole. He wasn't drafted to replace Dawson Knox, to take Dawson Knox's reps. If he has as good a hands as everybody's saying he does, if he's as good of an athlete as everybody's saying he is, and this isn't even now, this was back when he was drafted. Everybody was like, this is a steal. This was day one draft night. Everybody was saying this, right? So, you have to look, and we talked to Knox about this a bit. You have to look at him differently than the than the position indicates, because I don't necessarily think that has a damn thing to do with anything that that he brings to the table here. I don't care what he's designated as, and I don't care what Dawson Knox is designated as. Knox is a damn good tight end. He knows it. I know it, and the addition of Dalton Kincaid, I think, only adds to elements of this offense. Then maybe you know, one is gone now. And two, I think Dawson Knox would tell you, I'm not a slot receiver. Maybe Dalton Kincaid is. We're hearing about the best hands in the draft. That's what we were told night one. And we continually hear good things and good things coming out, not Rico. So this could be a whole different ball game compared to what that tight end position designates in our minds. 
Listen, it is going to be, and here's the thing about this this addition of Kincaid to this offense, right? Because 65 targets are gone, so Josh is going to be looking for that 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 safe haven. He's going to be looking for that. I don't want to even call him a security blanket. He needs one. He needs one. You know what? And you know what? That's why they brought him in there because he's yeah. going to be the best of both worlds, right? Can I have both of you guys, Dawson and you, in? I got to split you out. Okay, so now I've got a smaller DB that's going to be covering you in the slot. So guess what? There's my advantage right there. So there's going to be ways that we can take full advantage of Kincaid on this roster. To me, if he gets me four receptions a game, right? Five, maybe. That you're you're looking at you're looking at a solid. That's sixty plus receptions. You know, saying this this whole year. So like to me, that fills the void very nicely. And that's not force feeding him. There's going to yeah. be games where he goes off, and I'm sure of it. And there's going to be games where it's modest, and it's going to be somebody else's turn. So yeah. now, now this what what this is beautiful thing is it opens up everything for your Stefan Diggs. It opens up everything where everything's downfield. You know, Josh is going to take off, right? You're, of you're busy trying to figure out what Kincaid's doing. You're busy trying to figure out what's going on here. Weapons everywhere. There goes number 17 taking off. Now, is he going to do that often? No. But the point is this, this team is going to have a lot of potential to, to, I mean, reclaim number one spot on the offensive side of the yeah. ball. Now, whether they're not number one, number two, whatever, doesn't matter. Point is, You've got a, a very good weapon in Kincaid, and they're already raving about him in practice. And sure. the fact that Josh was like, "Yo, get my guy, let's go." You know, what I'm saying it's gonna be it's gonna be fun times, and uh, I look forward to it, man. It's gonna oh, be. You, you kind of just hit on something there. I think we kind of heard a little bit about that too. Um, if you want to kind of talk well, about that it, a little bit, it's it's not it's not news. It's not a whole lot of news, but it was more of of confirmation exactly. um, in terms of like. Josh's excitement for for Kincaid. Uh, I know that this was put out there uh, not too long ago uh, that he was like, "Hey man, I I like him. Go get him. That's the guy. Let's do it." So, um, and it was, it was more confirmed. But with the confirmation, it was, it was more like the excitement of it. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Go get him. Let's go. And uh, so the fact that you have you know, see the the thumb of approval, if you still, or stamp of approval of from your QB saying, "All right, go get that." You know, there's going to be. There's going to be some chemistry put together. I mean, you right. saw how it was. Stefan is coming to Buffalo. Right. Immediate impact. Immediate impact. And you there hasn't Josh been that since. And, and that was Josh Allen's best stopped. year by far, and it was immediate. And if hasn't you stopped. look, Rico, you, 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 don't, it, it, you don't need to have a mathematics degree to break down the number differential every single time Josh Allen adds a piece. We start with Zay Jones and Calvin Benjamin. What do you know? It didn't look all that great. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. John Brown, love him. Towards the tail end of his career, right? Best year of his career, probably not close. Josh Allen turned him into a deep ball threat, maybe one of the best of that season. Just that addition alone. Cole Beasley, a whole other addition, a whole other element of Allen's game, a whole different improvement. Then you add Stephon Diggs. Then they drafted Gabe Davis, who, when he is a true non-solidified, gotta be wide receiver too, like you're looking over in Philly and we're looking at Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I don't know if Gabe Davis is that. I do know that when I have seen Gabe Davis in an offense where it's not just him and Stephon Diggs, we've seen Gabe Davis make some absolutely incredible plays and put up historic all-time record-breaking numbers. 
So you watch the additions of these guys add up, add up. If Dalton Kincaid follows with the trend, and I think we can call it a trend, we have seen numerous years in succession where additions have been made. We have also seen, and I don't agree with this, you look at Allen's numbers, it was not really a decline. But 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 the absence of Cole Beasley, there was 100% a decline in the middle of the field being taken advantage of last season. I don't know if the, I don't know if the numbers are nailing in on that, but you know damn well that that was not being valued or looked at as much as it was in the year past. And I think the best way to look at it, there, there were oftentimes in situations where it felt as though that was going to be the obvious move to look over the middle. There'd be a, a lob pass 20 yards down the sideline a run that was out of out of you know nowhere that didn't seem necessary. Nope. It was right. a big yes, Rico. And and here's the thing, right? And you you mentioned it earlier. The the I don't want to say the loss per se, because we brought him back, but he, we, we didn't bring him back in top form and top shape. But what a difference the offense was with uh our, our guy um freaking Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley 80 80 plus receptions. Like that's a lot, right? So when when his Allen's going through his checks, you know, oh, reliable is always going to be there. So we have that in Kincaid bringing it up. So this will this will be nice. And and furthermore, there's going to be guys that that need to step up. Like you just brought that awful receiving core up <laughs> when Josh Allen was in. You had like Robert Robert Foster. I mean, this guy was talked about being a number one receiver, and then just completely fell off the fell off the map. Obviously, injuries happened, but um, Robert Foster, Kevin Benjamin. Uh, we had uh, a receiver from. Uh, from the Panthers, I, I just can't remember. We just started stealing everybody all over the place, right? Just maddening. And then you start bringing in guys that make a difference, that get separation and uh, and all those great things that we already know. So now you go into this this to our to this to this to this year with knowing who you got, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. That middle, it's going to be one of those things, right? We had Isaiah McKenzie last year. We had uh, Cole Beasley come in and, and tail off a little bit. Uh, who do we bring in from the Jets that came in um, eluding me right now? And we had we had him in there and got hurt, obviously. So like there was oh, never really, there was never really someone that could come in and just take over. So we now have filled that void, and now it's a matter of placing him in there and finding out where it fits. And don't yes. forget, Kalusha Kier is going to come in there and t- and steal some 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 touches oh, in there boy. too. So it's going to be fun, I think. But yes, Jameson Crowder, thank you very much for yes. that. So Jameson Crowder should have been the guy. Right, because we wanted that bigger yak receiver in the slot in order for us to get there, because we knew that Kobe's was, I guess, over the hill if you want to, um, and we wanted the younger, but a guy that can get get to it. It just never worked out. So Mackenzie yeah. took over. So we have been still trying to find that void to fill. I think we filled that with the addition of McCain, sprinkle in some Kalusha Kier. Don't don't sleep on Sherfield, and then we've got devastating speed coming from Deontay Hardy. So. You ain't looking at elite, elite players, but you got players that are role players that know their spot, that know their role. And once everybody figures out and slots into their role, this offense is going to be something scary to look at. So, um, so J.A. 17 said, man. Heck that's, yeah, that's man. And J.A. 17 said he's as focused as ever. And I don't know about you, man. When you looked at Josh Allen at that media day, he did something stand out to you? Did he, did he look a little different to you? He's look, He's looking good. He's looking good. He's looking like a man who has, and it's probably, and listen, you know, when you're, it's, it, I'll never get over it. 
it's a weird situation being in a like we were at the we've done this several times now but like the last time we were at a foot we were at a high school football field so it's like a huge surface area you can kind of move around or whatever this last time around we were uh at legacy house which is a really awesome studio uh outside of buffalo but it's 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 kind of smaller compared to a football field obviously so you're in a confined like environment with Allen, and you're just watching that life of what has now become an an a and we talked about this last week with the Madden cover, which wound up coming true, by the way. Um, we talked about this last week where uh, he is now a full blown a list athlete, and you're watching it very up close and personal. And it's wild to watch a life like that operate because there's not a moment in time where someone doesn't want to take a picture with you, doesn't want to talk with you, doesn't want to do something with you. And he he he, he handles it incredibly well. He's an absolute stand-up act from that perspective. I've never, in, in my numerous times just being in that element, I've never seen him, at least in public. And I'm sure, of course, like anybody, it's got to be tiring as all hell, but he never lets you know. I think in watching him up close, though, Rico, it looks like a man who has completely accepted the fact that he is who he is now. He's Josh Allen. It's no longer Josh Allen having to climb up the totem pole to get to a certain space to where it seems as though, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, Josh Allen, he's made it based on the winning and whatever that, whatever else. But you're wrong if you don't think he's made it into the pantheon of the best quarterbacks in this league, which has now come with a list celebrity type lifestyle. You're watching the guy, and it's just like watching an A-list movie movie star walk about. I mean, it's a really weird thing to be around. You couldn't imagine, and I, and I always wonder with him, he comes from a one-light farm town in Fireball. He plays in Wyoming. You move to Buffalo. The, the expectation, I think we've already exceeded what we thought it was going to be with Allen. I don't even know if anybody thought he'd get to the point where he was like mad in cover, uh, Whatever the paparazzi follow him around, it just looks like it, he has he has embraced that. And on top of that, he's looking the part. Rico, the dude is shredded. The hair is mint. The guy's looking like he is living up to what he's been saying, and that is he's never been more focused. He looks. And, and I love it. Listen, he's he's listen. The best way we can we can explain it is. Once once it's the dust is settled and camp starts and so on and so forth and things start to get a little they start to heat up a little bit. I think that you'll start to like all the stuff that's going on with right now with the Madden cover and all that stuff that's going to be put to the side and now zero focus. And I think we're going to see a different Allen. I think in, in my opinion, I think we're going to see a more focused and, and it's easy to say more focused. Right. But I might I think we might see and not that he can't and not that he hasn't. But I think you might see a more a more vocal Allen, a more Tom Brady like Allen. This is just my opinion alone, right? Now, a more Tom Brady like Allen. And but and, and by what I mean by that is, yo, I will yank your helmet and say, yo, get in the game. Or I, you drop a football, I will chew you out. Now, in I'm not talking about the Tom Brady way, but in the Allen way, right? So I think there's going to be a team. lot more. It's his team, uh, you're saying, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should, that's what exactly what I'm saying. Like, it's hit. It's my team. So like, y'all gonna have to shape up. Because, like, pressure's on, man. If we we could talk about all we want. Allen is, what, 26, 27 years old, right? In the prime yeah, of his career right now. Yeah. And Bills fans all over the place talk about windows and, and media guys talk about windows. And if the window's open, is the window's closing? What's going on with it? 
listen, I think he he hears it. I think he reads it. And I think it's more like, okay, let's get it done now because your team is not always going to be the same every year. You're going to lose a piece. You're going to, so with him, the team that he's got now, he's like, yo, we got no choice, but we got to, we got to make this thing work. So I think you're going to see a lot more Allen making guys accountable and, and getting them, getting them ready. And I think we'll see in that way, the more folks the more zeroed in Allen. And I'm, man, I'm looking forward to that one. Because you can just you can just see what his body type. You can tell, okay, man, he's just been in the gym. He's he's a little he's leaned out, chiseled up. I said, yes. all right, bro, he, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. And that was that. If, if you couldn't tell by now, no, we didn't get to talk to him because it's like you know, would I get to talk to Leonardo DiCaprio if I was in the same room with him? Probably not. That's where we're at. People aren't really getting grasping that. Like you got the guy. There's agents and and man, like dude, it's a whole different life, man. This isn't like. Oh, there's the there's the Buffalo boy throwing the pigskin for the old football team in town. Like that ain't it, man. This is a freaking like, dude. This is the guy. Like I, that's. I we were talking. So the guy uh, is it is it Matt? I think it's Matt from Wester. The the, the guy. Yeah, yeah, really good dude. He yep. always sticks his neck out for us. Tries to get us to sit down with Alan, but it's tough. He's busy all day, and you know Rico and I. We would love. We would have loved it. Uh, but you know. We also knew it, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But but we were talking with Matt at the end there, and I literally said to him, I said, the silver lining to me, not being able to interview Alan, because the reason we couldn't is just because the guy, it, it, it's just a different level, man. Like, he's super busy, super needed, and it's like, you got to treat a guy like Alan. And whether, the, I, 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 I don't know, this isn't my life. I, I would imagine, and I told you this, this is probably for the best. Like the guy, I don't think you could leave the house. You couldn't leave the house without having a parameter in place because the guy is, that's where he's at now. Right. So it, it kind of led into, you know, with his schedule and just the, the fact that he's just in this unearthly status that it was tough for us to land an interview with him. And I told Matt there who, who tried to get it for us. I said, look, the silver lining here, Matt, is that, that's the reality of the situation. Listen, and I've been waiting my whole life for that. The fact that I can't interview this guy because he is <laughs> movie star, basically fine by me because I got, I would, I would venture to guess Rico, all bills quarterbacks of the past prior to Allen. It wouldn't be that hard to probably get a sit down with him if we wanted it. I'll tell you this though, but you, you got to give him, give him credit too, because like it's gotta be incredibly tough to be like, I guess desired if you but yeah, like, when I say desired, meaning like pulling you left, right, center. You gotta go do this. You gotta go do this. Oh, by the way, we need you to do this. I need you to sign this. I need you to take a picture with there's a whole lot of things being pulled right. And he handles that, bro. I'm gonna tell you, man, like a true professional, man. If I'm being pulled left, right, center, there's a point where I'm like, yo, I know, gotta leave, man. Y'all leave. There's none of that. Cause he knows this, well, that's, that's what I was getting at when I was saying, like, it just seems like he has. <laughs> He's embraced it. Like, it just seems like, like, dude, and then you want to, I don't know if you saw, but like the next day after that, and you and I kept talking, we were like, dude, he's got to be shot. We were there for like eight hours. There wasn't a moment. I mean, dude, they were stuffing Deion Dawkins in the back of a, of, of a mini Cooper. They were doing the most random shit at this thing. It was hilarious. But Alan, I mean, he, he was needed every second of the day. And then the next day, I'm sure you saw, he did like a whole thing for the Madden recovery. He went and did a whole media thing for that. Busy. So, and then the, the the guy's got practice in the morning for like three hours. He had practice before we did the thing. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, Rico and I were talking before the show here. I'm like, I got to do work tonight. He's got work tonight. And it's like, all right, we're going to try to 
knock it off and it'd be like, all right, I got, I got practice for three hours and then I'm going to go do like nine hours of commercials. I'm going to go do a Madden photo shoot. I mean, like, dude, that's just a day for the guy. So, so it's a wild thing to witness, man. And I love it for our, for our sake, at least. Let me ask you this. When mini, mini camp comes along, I think what training camp is up, mini camp. How, how like, uh, when did it, are they going, first of all, are they going to fit? I can't, I always get this wrong. Fisher. Yeah. Where's that in Rochester? What's yeah, it called? St. John Fisher. Okay. St. John Fisher. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you headed, are you headed there? I always do every year, but the thing is I'm in Connecticut now. I love to do it. It's always a blast. Um, if I'm, if I'm in town, oh, for sure. It's a, it's a, it's fun to do. Um, and, are you and asking, like, do you get any big takeaways from it? Is that what you're kind of asking? And I asked for a reason because like, because of all these, all these things that are going on right now and it's going to be so fun to see him just wow. shut off transition football time. Let's go. And I mean, as a professional, you got to do that. Right. But like it's gotta be hard. I man. think somebody in the comments said it. Like, we haven't seen like we haven't seen this type of type of start star power in a long time. And we have that in the bills. And I was saying this on our last show, man. It comes to the point where we just gotta embrace it, enjoy it while we have it, because we know what it feels like when we don't have it <laughs> and it's rough. We gotta go through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and we can keep going, right? But we don't have to do that for a while. So it's just nice, nice to have. So once it's time to shut off and once the lights are on and he goes i'm ready to perform because there's two different lights he's got to perform under the the public light where everybody's looking at him as that superstar and then josh allen the player so it would be nice to see that transition happen but uh fun fun nonetheless man we were able to kind of observe and just kind of step back and see how that everything plays out and yeah. how these things are man and these uh it's just fun to see this element of these players over uh over the off season how it is it's pretty fun but you'll see once we give you the interview kind of have an idea of what what we mean by that cordero linder coming in super chat appreciate it cordero he's saying what's up brothers it's been a minute keep doing what you're doing james cook will have a thousand yard rushing year a lot of people on that i think i'm starting to i, I don't know i don't want to put the number out there i mean you know you know i'm on record saying i think this is a big year if given the opportunity i love the skill set for james cook and, and this is, I uh, appreciate the super chat, uh, by the way, Cordero. He says, go Bills, go Georgia. This is one last thing. And this and this, and this, just kind of puts the, a little bow on uh, on the whole Kincaid thing because I, I can see that, you know, that just gets run. It'll get run, you know, to the end. But the, the whole thing that I, I love about talking with people that you don't typically see on an everyday basis and might have a different perspective than you, including players, is you hear things that all of us would not know. Now, whether all any whether Kincaid's going to be a Hall of Famer or not, I don't know. All I know is I I am now in the know that he looks great. Josh Allen wanted him on this team right when he was drafted. He was potentially being proclaimed to be not only the best weapon in the draft but the best hands in the draft. These are all real things. So that's what the Bills have on their table right now. If he becomes a Hall of Famer, if he becomes whatever, great. But all I know is right now we go what we have. What we have is all of those things to look forward to potentially coming to fruition. The other things that we hear from other guys might not be as cool as that, but there was one thing that we heard from Dawson Knox, and we're going to get into his interview right now, Rico. But do you remember what the one thing Dawson Knox said that stood out to both you and I at the exact same time? Man, he said so many things. Which one are you thinking of? Kind of in the same realm of when you heard, you know, how good Kincaid was looking and it kind of took you back. Do you remember – the one player Dawson Knox said that really 
really excited us based on what he's been seeing out of him in practice. Well, there's two. There's, see, he, he mentioned, <laughs> he mentioned, listen, are we talking about the RB position? Yes. Okay. So, uh, listen, you guys, and, and this is this is perfect that you said that because Cardero Linder comes in and, and shout out to my man Cardero Linder. Uh, and he's always talking about Georgia. What up, Georgia boys? All right. So, um, him mentioning James Cook will have a thousand yards rushing this year. Now, it isn't per se difficult to have a thousand yards rushing. You need what 65 yards a game, give or take. With an extra with an extra game, you need 60, 64, 65 games, uh, 65 games where you 65 yards a game, give or take. But we've got a backfield full of running backs. And this year he'll definitely take a step up. I just, in my honest opinion, I've been saying this for weeks now, and you guys have heard me say this before, but I believe that Damian Harris is the one that takes over as the lead back. Why? I just think that that style of running back is what McDermott has wanted in a long time, right? Think about it. Who just who did we just trade over to um, to the Indianapolis Colts, right? So when you when you look back at at looking at who we have on our squad, we wanted to when Devin Singletary was here alongside Wizak, you looked at what they're trying to do. They tried to push forward and, and get that lead back, that strong 5'11", 220 pound frame that can take the load. But this man just wasn't keeping up to it. So Damian Harris comes in and Dawson was like, listen, boy, is he strong as ever, number one. And if for those that think that, you know what I mean, he can't run, he's looking just as fast as some of these guys out here. So you've got strength, you've got speed. He has been looking very impressive. And that just for me personally, that confirmed what I've been thinking that was going to happen. Like he didn't come in just to just to sit here and be second fiddle. I think he's coming to be that lead dog. And he to me said without saying he said without saying, yeah, he's the best back on this team right now. You do that? You, you got <laughs> you caught that's that? How, I don't know. That's how it sounded to me, man. It, what do it, you think it sounded like? It just it just sounded like, listen, don't sleep on Damian Harris. He's nice like that. When you He's tell nice me nice. that he might be the fastest and he is the strongest, what conclusion can I come to other than the fact that this guy, I, I was so taken back by that because I, I was under the impression. And then frankly, I still kind of am that I think James cook is going to be your mainly your every down back when it comes to longer yard situations, pass game situation, Damian Harris, I thought, was the perfect addition for the short yardage and the red zone. But this is why, just like one of those other things where, like, I, I would not know this. I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And you kind of hear it, and you're like, well, wait a minute. If he's keeping up in speed, especially at his age, too, that's the other thing. It's not like he's one of the older guys as well. When you're talking about the speed, Rico, in addition to what, without question. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba him being the strongest running back on this team. Uh, that was really exciting to hear. We'll let you guys take a look. Let's dive into this interview, Rico. Let's, let's, let, that, let them be the, yeah. the judge of this. I mean, it wasn't like he came out and said that. I just When I heard him say that, I was like, it, it sounded to me, Rico, like he had been impressing Dawson Knox at the very least. 
And he definitely is. And and when and and we I wouldn't say we press him, but we said, listen, like if you're gonna look at who on this team, I mean, because he named multiple players. Oh, but for then sure. there was one that he kind of stood a little longer on. He was like, Well, uh, this player, and you'll let you'll let that play out. But I gotta I gotta keep keep it a buck with y'all, man. When Zach Moss was on the squad, they were pushing Zach Moss to be the lead back. They're pushing him ahead of Devin Singletary. It was clear because it was it was never give saying Devin Singletary touches because he's earned it. It was like yo, Zach Moss is in. We're evening the touches. There were times where Zach was getting more touches than Devin Singletary because they were trying to push him to be that lead back. He just never took it. So maybe they have that style of play in Damian Harris, and Damian Harris will probably seize that right. We'll see. But based on that description from uh from my guy Dawson Knox, I kind I kind of took that away from it. I'm like, don't be surprised if you see that happen. But well, you're right. He and we'll, and we'll get into it right now. He did a great job of touching on everybody's strong suit. The one thing I just was not expecting to hear is the speed of Damian Harris. And that was a really cool that thing was, to take away. That was exciting. I love yeah. hearing that. In addition to a lot of other things. So we, let's get into it right now. This is the boys right in front of you sitting down with 88 from the Buffalo Bills, Dawson Knox. Like I said earlier, awesome dude. This was an awesome sit down. So I hope you enjoy. First of the two interviews we have for you tonight. Here's Dawson Knox with us talking about a little bit of everything. We got to get into it all. So enjoy it. Yeah, it kind of feels like we just popped up shop in the middle of the Walmart. And we're just kind of going after it. <laughs> Making know? it work. Love it. All right. Hey, what's up, Buffalo Fanatic, Zbot, Rico? And you already know who this By the way, if it sounds like I kind of have like a hamster stuck in my throat and I don't sound like I've been smoking as many cigs during that interview, I have a modulator on the thing because we might as well have been filming this thing in the middle of Times Square. There was a thousand things going on. So that's why it kind of sounds like I uh, I kind of got uh, – not as much of a smoker's voice, I guess, Rico. I never thought I'd say that before, but you don't smoke so bad. Yeah, guy is double Ocho Dawson Knox joining us here at Western Media Day. We were just talking, I have to ask you this right off the bat. We were just talking to Alan's barber, Jesse. You got the best head of hair on the team. I don't, I don't want to just, I don't want to get you in trouble, but that's, that's my personal opinion. That means a lot. The effort that goes into it, I got to know. You wake up, you just roll out with it, or is that how you got to To be out? completely honest, it's, uh, yeah, roll out of bed, throw on, throw on a hat. Um, if I'm not wearing a hat, just shower, let it air dry, you know? Just go with all natural look. So it looks that good with so, my weapon. I'm, I'm too lazy with hair products and stuff. I just kind of let it go. Right. So is Give us a second. We'll try to get that audio back up for you guys. Game off with one of the most improbable and exciting touch. It's not playing the audio. Is that what I'm hearing? It was. It was. I think when you muted yourself, then it muted it. Oh, it's always something. My apologies, folks. Rewinding yeah, about exactly. 30 seconds or so. I, I was having a coughing fit, so it was probably for the best. Let's go back 45 seconds. Here we go. Jesus length for a man bun would you ever do it oh that's a great question um never tried it never tried it a curly headed man bun. i don't know if i've seen that you could be really <laughs> that'd be the first stuff. yeah yeah that yeah, might sure. be the next dawson listen 
Rico. the man bun on Dawson. Watch out now. <laughs> something. Now Rico's he's gonna he's gonna look for royalties. Watch out now. <laughs> he, he just coined this right here. Yeah, I got to take a trip down memory lane be, just because it's still to this day it's one of the best things I've seen. I'm in the stadium for Bills Patriots Wild Card Weekend a couple years back. I think you know where I'm going for this. It, it, we haven't gotten into the meat of that game yet, where it wound up being one of the best things. I mean, at least for me as a fan that I've seen. We kicked that game off with one of the most improbable and exciting touchdowns I've ever seen, and you're on the receiving end of it. I don't know if you've been asked this before, but I have to ask you personally. When, when, when he's throwing that ball, are you under the impression that ball is being targeted to you? Or are you under the impression Josh is throwing that ball out of the back of the end zone? So right when he threw it, I could tell he was throwing the ball away because, you know, he just kind of lofted it. I'm like, okay, that's probably going to go out of the back. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, wait, I can, I can think I can get this thing. So I just went up and tried to get it. And uh, thankfully it worked out, got yeah. both feet down. And Josh, you know, his momentum carried him to the sideline. So he didn't even see what happened. Right. He was confused till we got on the sideline. I was like, did you catch it? Like, what happened? Um, I was like, yeah, bro, thanks for just throwing it up to me. Appreciate you. He's like, dude, I was trying to throw it away. Oh, so he flat out came out. Yeah, and told you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was so confused. He didn't know what happened. Well, you know what? could tell the flick of it. It was just like it didn't. It was. It was the, almost too effortless. The chemistry, know, nonchalant. Yeah. The chemistry is there. And when you guys are doing this, oh. I mean, that's all that needs to be said. You don't need to even talk. That's it, man. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, let, let me flip over a little bit. Um, listen, if you guys are not standing next to this man, this man is a big boy. So, blocking. When it comes to blocking in the NFL, and I, and I got to get there. And you've done such a tremendous job on refining your game. And, and, and pass blocking and run blocking, all that good stuff. Now, hear me out when I say this. Uh, what is it like now that people look at you now, okay, he's, he's a blocker, and how do you set yourself up for the next three plays, right? There might, there might be a, a script, and you're, you're blocking, you're blocking, and you're running for a route. What's your, what's your setup? How are you setting these guys up to set yourself up for that release? Yeah, so that's kind of the fun thing about being a tight end. You get to do a little bit, little bit of everything. You could be blocking a six technique. 290 pound DN and the next player catching a touchdown. So that's kind of where the game plan comes in into play. Like Coach Dorsey's awesome at kind of making things all look the same. And then before we know it, we're running the play action pass. Don't want to be down the field. Um, but it's kind of just week to week, kind of whatever the defense is doing, figuring out their tendencies, giving them one look for a few times. And then before they know it, you know, we're in behind them throwing touchdowns and stuff. But um, it's all the mastermind of Coach Dorsey. To, to piggyback off the blocking, because when I think tight end, I think this is a lot of people, you're thinking about the electric plays you guys make, just like I was talking about with the with the playoff game there. But the thing I think people forget is you're also alignment on most downs. You're not making those plays every snap. When you approach the line and you're getting ready for a play and you kind of look at the totality of the game afterwards and then look at the highlight reel and then the blocking, do you feel as though as a tight end that that is one of the more underrated aspects of football based on this, the general knowledge amongst, you know, the, the average fan or the public? Yeah, I think it's harder than people realize. <laughs> um, you know, at tight end U every year, we always kind of talk about how, you know, we're running away from guys that are supposed to be faster than us, you know, running routes against 205-pound safeties and corners. Um, but then, you know, you bring us in line and we got to do what a left tackle does. we got to pass protect against the best pass rushers we got a block in the run game against some of these guys that are paid to fill their gap and stop the run so that's kind of what makes it so fun is you know that versatility of the position right. but um odds aren't every play we're at a mismatch blocking guys bigger running away from guys faster so uh, we always pride ourselves on being you know the best athletes on the field sure yeah yeah 
I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in uh, a little bit away from football if you don't mind. Um, you you had a, a very close relationship with your brother, and I'm curious because of your your Christian I believe your Christian faith. How was it? How were you able to refocus um, and and try to get back onto the field and become the the old Dawson when you still have somewhat of a heavy heart? Uh, what was it that that was able to to push you forward to try to get back to the old Dawson? Yeah, um, honestly, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, but um, that's all God, man. I mean, that strength that he gives people to get over tragedies um, and something that just us as humans, we can't do by ourselves. So I can't imagine um, if you're if you don't have those same beliefs, if you don't know there's a higher power with a bigger plan, better plan. Um, I don't know how you move past it, but I mean, my family has been incredible. Um, teammates, coaches, everybody in that building was extremely supportive. They didn't rush me back to anything. Um, you know, they just told me, take the time I need, take whatever I need, you know, whether it's a day off or just extra time with the family, they were very, very supportive and understanding. Um, so it's kind of just a little mix of everything, but just knowing that we didn't really lose him because we know exactly where he is. Absolutely. You know, he's up in heaven watching us and just knowing that he, he's going to have a front row seat for every game from now on, even though he wasn't able to make a bunch of games in person because he was playing football at the time. But I think just knowing that he's up, he's up there. I'm going to see him again one day. Um, just kind of a combination of all those things and just staying strong, knowing that God's got our back. He's got our best interests even through these terrible things that happen, um, he's got a plan. It's all going to work out for good. He touched it. No, go ahead. Listen, I love that response. Absolutely. And and the beautiful thing about this this whole situation is I'll, unfortunately losing a brother, but you had you had 53 other brothers on the team holding you down. So that must have given you a, a lot of strength. So, man, I commend you, man, because it's, it's incredibly tough. But having that faith, it's, it's everything. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my teammates were – unbelievable coaches too yeah it's amazing i'm glad you said that because that's where i wanted to go you're in a unique position unlike anybody else when you go through a situation like that where you have that team and if you've never been part of a team before you wouldn't realize it but if you are you know exactly what comes with that and it's it's like a second family what's it like being in, in a situation where you have that many guys that are just with you in a spot that you couldn't imagine being in oh it's like extended family yeah i mean we always kind of pride our ourselves and our team on being family style you know everyone's got each other's best interests we got each other's backs through games on the sideline off the field um just feeling that support from everyone is unbelievable it's something that's kind of hard to describe if you don't really know that feeling but also the the fan base man i mean yeah bill's mafia is the most incredible fan base i've ever seen um and the fact that i get to be a part of it is unbelievable i think they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for the punt foundation through donating $16.88 to punt. Awesome. Um, 16 for my brother's number 88 for me, but, um, just kind of feeling a whole, you know, countrywide fan base having my back too. It was, you know, something that kind of gives me chills thinking about, um, it's, it's storybook stuff and I could have been more thankful. I, I didn't even think about that. It just took me away for a second. I didn't even think about the fact that you have, a, a million people you didn't even know, oh. right? Coming, coming. That's it's just incredible. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. By the way, folks, Dawson Knox, Mr. Dawson Knox himself, with Buffalo Fanatics right now at the Western Media event. Um, I care. Can I can I jump into the elephant in the room? We've got 
the AFC East is absolutely bananas, right? And it's like everybody and their mama wants to come <laughs> to the AFC East, and it's starting to annoy the heck out of us. Not, unless they're coming to Buffalo. Unless they're going to Buffalo. Right, but right. the AFC in a whole is such a is is a beast. We added another piece to this team. And what is it that the AFC is going to get from you and our rookie, Dalton Kincaid? Man, I'm so excited. Dalton's such an incredible kid, um, such a down-to-earth guy, very relatable. Um, the type of guy I would want to hang out with off the field, too. We've already done some of that, but um, he's got a great head on his shoulders, super smart, well-polished for coming out of college. I mean, he's running crisp routes, seeing the defense well. Great hands. Um, so just kind of building that chemistry with Josh and then maybe using multiple tight end sets here and there, kind of moving us around, getting mismatches on linebackers. Um, you know, I touched on earlier how we got to be matched up with DBs most of the time. But once once you get someone your size trying to cover you, you know, that's that's what a tight end drools. You know, we're drooling all over the place for yeah. that. Um, so I think Coach Dorsey's going to do an incredible job. He already has this summer. Um but it's going to be really fun kind of moving some of those pieces around, especially using Dalton because he's awesome. That's amazing. How, how do you think – and I, you came right out. D- Dalton's drafted you immediately, tweet out that gift, and I love seeing that because Rico and I were watching the draft together, and we immediately had thought, I think this elevates another level of Dawson's game that's not available right now because there's not that ability to do what you were just talking about, swapping out and whatnot. You kind of confirmed that to us. You put that, you put that out there where you're like, you know, it's, get, it's getting fun now. When you're talking about – the things that I, obviously you can't give anything away and, and we're excited to see it. But when you're talking about these things that Dorsey's cooking up a, a bit, is it something that you think from your personal game, one, you haven't really been a part of, of before and two, that's going to be a real positive effect on this offense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at a lot of the really successful tight ends over the years, they've always had a lot of 12 personnel sets too. I mean, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. Yep. Um, even Gronkowski and Gonzalez, or not Gonzalez, um, Hernandez. Yeah, Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys have always worked really well together. Um, and that's something that I'm more excited for than anything. Um, just getting a, you know, getting a lot of twelve personnel out there, bringing us in for the run game, spreading us out for the passing game. Um, I think it opens a whole other door that um, it's gonna be really exciting. I'm, I'm super excited to see what we do with it. So. I got, I got to get into this because, like, the, the biggest comedian on the team arguably is not on the team anymore, and that's that's a little dirty. A little Isaiah dirty. McKenzie. Yeah, so, exactly. and, and we love Isaiah McKenzie. He's going to do his thing in Indianapolis. But who is filling his shoes as as the as the guy that kind of comedically keeps the team glued in <laughs> together? You know, uh, Josh does plenty of that by himself. No kidding, okay. Um, Gabe Davis, for sure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dion's here. His energy's always hard to beat. Um, but he shows it with, with, like, with Gabe. That's why I said, really, because it just seems like maybe it's probably something only you guys are seeing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I mean, Gabe's hilarious. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of guys on the team that are funny. Uh, but... Like Tyrell Dotson, I think he's hilarious. No kidding. Okay, but there, there's tons of guys on the team with great senses of humor, keeping things light when they need to be light. You know, not taking anything too seriously when we don't need to. Um, but yeah, Lil Dirty was kind of like the glue, the glue, the, the comedic glue, the, glue. the comedic relief. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but there's already been some guys stepping up into that. Room. All right, good. We're glad to hear. We're glad to hear the shoes are being filled. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You touched on this a little while ago. You mentioned Titan University. What is it about the tight end 
position. It's it's like it's like a fraternity. It seems like all you guys like I just envision it seems like all you guys have one gigantic group chat and it feels like you guys just hang out on the weekends. That's what it's that's what it seems to yeah. Um it really is like a brotherhood. Yeah. I mean, because I think tight ends for the most part have very similar personalities. Um very unselfish guys. You know, we're we're not gonna get all the glitz and the glamour of the receivers. Um you know, we we can see how the O line gets overlooked a lot just because, you know, they're blocking the whole game. And so no one really looks at that part um as kind of being a spotlight position. But I think just having that common common ground of just doing whatever the team needs you to do for that play, for that game, um, kind of makes everyone have a similar similar vibe to to themselves. Absolutely. But tied on you and Nashville's always so much fun. It's like it's like we've known each other for years. Yeah, it didn't see it just it seems like you yeah. look at it and it just it seems like you guys are all just best buds. It's so fun. It's yeah, nice. I'm I'm super excited this year. I think it's the week right after minicamp um in Nashville. Can't go wrong. It's down the road from me. So uh I mean we'll be golfing together after, you know, we'll do field work and some film in the morning, but then in the afternoon or in the evenings, you know, we're getting dinner together, um, going to see some live music at one of the bars. Um Nashville's known for some good uh, Broadway activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to – I mean, every year I look forward to it every year. So I'm, I'm really excited again for this year. So – and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious on this, on this situation here. So Bill's Mafia wants to know this. They're watching OTAs. We're, we're getting information from reporters, and there's only so much they can, can report. Is there anybody that has, has flashed that you're like, oh, okay, I see you. Is anybody on the offense side? Is on the offensive side? And if you want to jump on defense, by all means. But who is standing out that's kind of showing you a little something like, okay, I see you, young bud. What do you got? Yeah, shoot. Um, there's a lot of guys. Um, I mean, even even Dalton. I mean, great hands, great routes, um, making plays already. Nice. Um, Hardy, his speed, his speed is unbelievable. It's so funny at walkthroughs, he'll kind of be, you know, shuffling around, jogging real slow. But then when he turns the Jets on, it's unreal. It's crazy. Um, Damian Harris, too. Mm. We're excited to see him on the field. Mm. I mean, that guy can roll. It's going to be hard to tackle him, too. So, I mean, Bean has just done an incredible job getting some more weapons. Um, I mean, we've seen flashes of talent in every position group that we – you know, new guys that weren't here last year that are picking it up pretty quick. It's been it's been fun to watch. I, I got to double up because you brought the running back position and I have just a love for the running back position. And I feel like it's an art that people are just disrespecting. Mm -hmm. And we lost Devin Singletary and love Devin Singletary. And uh, we had him at the at the event last year. And Kane Corso. He's a Kane Corso. We asked him what kind of dog he'd be, and he chose a Kane Corso. I didn't see it coming, but that's what he chose. He thought about it for a minute. He, he did. He, yeah. right. he did think about yeah. it. So um, I bring this up because you've got we've got Harris in the building. We've got uh, we've got our young buck James Cook in the building. Um, what, who, who else did we bring in? Um, Murray was it uh, that we brought in? Latavius, Latavius Murray. Yeah. So there's there's a quite a bit of of juice in the backfield. But you you mentioned Harris. What is about his game that you feel is going to elevate this offense? He's got some power. This could be hard to tackle him. Um, and his top end speed, from what I've seen so far in OTAs, he's as fast as anybody. So it's – I know he he gave us a run for our money a couple times um, with the Patriots, but um definitely glad he's on our team now. He, I mean, James Cook in the backfield too. He's – you know, he, he's taking steps every day. Um, Naheem Hines. I mean, yeah. his speed – 
you can't really match that. So him coming out of the backfield too, I'm really, really excited to see what it's going to look like. You've given me really, really excited. <laughs> I have for sure. Yeah, really yeah. excited. Oh my gosh, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Sometimes you're, you're yeah. telling me. Yeah. You're telling me. One more guy that I got to touch on because he's going to be in your vicinity. And you you said the word power. This is where I I thought of it. What can you tell us that we don't we might not know right now about Osiris Torrance coming into this offense? Oof. I think he when we do all the testing stuff, I think he had the strongest hamstrings on the team. Um, like hamstrings. By, like by far. Um, and so, I mean, he's a workhorse, man. He, he works hard every day, keeps his head down, um, does the right things. Seems like he's very coachable. Um, man, he's strong. It's going to be hard to get past that guy. I'm glad I don't have to line up against him. Yeah, he's he's powerful, man. One look at that guy, and when I saw him put on, he, was, he had the suit on, taking the pictures at the facility. Yeah, and you're just like you're like you just said, yeah. you're glad he's on on our side, yeah, not the other side. I'm glad I don't have to pass rush against yeah, him. Right? Yeah, <laughs> talking about guys who aren't your side. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah, don't yeah. touch me. You know. Well, I, I know you've got uh, some some things you want to do, but I, I do have a few more things to touch on, and then uh, we'll let you get, because it's going to be a busy evening for you. Week six, you may not know who you play week six, no. right? Because it's one game at a time. We get it. We're, you're coached up. We know, right? But week six, it's the Giants. And uh, we have old buddy on the Giants squad. And how fun, and, uh, how fun is it going to be going up against B. Dabes, right? Brian Dabes. Oh, my gosh. Everyone on our team loves Dabes. You know, a lot of us were pretty close to him, texting him congrats after, you know, big wins. I think he won Coach of the Year last yep. year. Um, incredible. I mean, guys will go to battle, go to war for him. But, you know, when he comes to Buffalo, is it at, is it in Buffalo? I love that. It's, yeah, uh, it's, in, Buffalo. it's in Buffalo, yeah. He's coming. He's coming over. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's going to. It's right after you guys get back from London, too. Okay. And you're right nice. back from London. Sunday night? It's a prime time, yeah. It's a prime well, time game. So many. I mean, I can't even. I, <laughs> oh, prime time games up, the baby. best. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love prime time games. But you do, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Nothing like prime time games. Is that a touchy subject in the locker room amongst amongst? Some guys don't guys? like them because you got to wait around all day, uh -huh. just chill. Some guys just like waking up early, going to get it, you know, being done by five o'clock, kind of time to reset for the rest right. of the day. But a lot of guys love when the lights come on. Yeah. And when you know. Everybody in the country is watching you. I think that just elevates time to play a little right. bit. Um, I wish every time or every game for us was prime time. Wow. Um, well, basically, it is this year. Yeah, I know, I know, this shoes. year is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but something special just knowing that all eyes are on you, time to do what you do best in front of everybody, stage couldn't be bigger. I mean, it, it gets me going. Do you do you have a ritual before games and whether it's a 1 p.m. game or a primetime game or is your ritual the same? You know, it's it's basically the same. Um, like when it's time to get going, head of the buses, get your pregame meal. It's it's all basically the same for me. But when it's a night game, you know, you got seven or eight hours just to hang around, do nothing. So I almost try to keep my mind off of football. Mm. You know, I'm chilling, watching a movie in the hotel room taking a walk around whatever city we might be in, just getting fresh air, kind of keeping your mind off the game for that, you know, for that given period of time. But when it's time to, you know, get the pregame meal, that's when everything kind of starts getting more focused, more serious. I get my cup of coffee, get on the bus, um, Love get it. to the locker room, do a little walk around the field, go out for pregame, you know, get some extra routes in with Josh, 
it's just you can't beat game day. Oh. I mean, you just live for it. You touched on you the the aspects of the prime time that you love, and that's all eyes are on you. You're gonna have all European eyes on you out in London. What does that feel like knowing you're gonna be going across the pond and playing? Yeah, I couldn't be more excited. I've never been to Europe, um, so just having a little extra fan base over there. I'm nice. sure Bills Mafia will still travel like crazy. No, no. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, but just being in London, new territory, cross the pond, bunch of European fans starting to kind of enjoy football yeah. a little bit. I think that energy is going to be completely different too, in a good way. Right. Um, couldn't be more excited for that one. I love it. I well, listen, I got this last one for me and I don't know how touchy it's going to be, but I got to ask Bills Mafia still kind of steaming a little bit on the last game that we played and and it's not about going back to last game, but it's more how motivated is this team based on how we ended the season going into this season? How motivated are you guys? Are you, do you guys talk about it every day? Like, how hungry are you guys for this? Yeah, there's a certain point where you just got to turn the page and move on. Um, but I think everyone still has that bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. Um, that little extra chip on your shoulder that um, it wasn't just, you know, it was a close game. It was that we, we just got beat. Um, kind of just ran out of the ran out of steam towards the end of the season, but um, I think there's a healthy part of being able to turn the page and focus on this year. Completely different team, new schedule, um, getting past it. But you know, I think we'd be lying if we didn't say there was a bad taste and mm -hmm. we're ready to smack that out of our mouths. Let's go. go. Let's go. Well, I know you got a bunch of commercials to shoot. And by the way, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but the director said he told me this personally. Can't wait to shoot with you today that's what he said <laughs> he said he can't wait to get your personality out there i'm getting the getting the acting career going i'm telling you <laughs> what yeah. i have to say this before we close up or else she'll kill me my mom wanted me to tell you she loves you to death and you are her favorite player oh let's go so just had to uh, let you know that before we close up <laughs> well, shop thank here. you tell her i love her too i love that <laughs> i love it that's good man and i love that uh, you took time to hang out with us oh awesome. absolutely yeah well, you guys. ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Mr. Dawson Knox, a big year upcoming. I mean, listen, he's ready. He's jacked. He's ready to go. Locks of hair. Look, this guy, man bun. Let's try to get him in a man bun yes. this season. Let's go. Maybe on the commercial right now. <laughs> Under the director. He's there. Where are yeah. Yes, sir. You guys have a great one. Thank you, Dawson Knox. Yes. Appreciate oh, you guys. Appreciate you so much, man. I really appreciate the time. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We'll see you in the next one. There it is. Double Ocho, Dawson Knox. That was a great talk with him. A little bit of everything there, Rico. What are your thoughts? I liked it, man. Listen, you, you get to talk to these players, and then, like, once they're off the camera, they're even more chill. Like, he's already chill guy. He's yeah. chilling with us. I mean, he, listen, the, the time he took to even talk to us, I mean, we were, we were given, like, a 15, 20-minute slot, give or take, and uh, we were just flowing, right? So uh, shout-out to Knox, man. I want I want him to have a massive year alongside Kincaid, and I want I want us to be such a freaking problem for the league that they just they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to handle it. So uh, the, that stampede is coming. So I'm hoping that we uh, we handle business the way we're supposed to this year. I thought you worded it right, too, where you were pretty much saying. You asked him what I thought was the best way to put it, where it was like, what, 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 what do they what do they. How, how are they going to handle you? He's striking into them. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like, you don't want it. You don't want to get into it, like, Yo, so talk, talk to me. about because like you want to you want to see how they're both doing together. Like, how's that? How's that dynamic? How's that? How's that? How's that chemistry come along with the two of you guys, right? right. Um, and uh, so the best way to say it is like, listen, because we all know it, man. This the AFC's freaking loaded, man. So like, we've got to find ways to to differentiate ourselves from everybody and and really put on the points, right? So yeah. you got two big time players 
that are on that in that position. How are you guys going to bring that heat to the rest of the team and to the rest of the AFC? And I mean, you saw you saw how he said it. Like, listen, he's excited, and and the genuine excitement for his teammate because it's tough, man. You you they draft a player in the first round in your position, you could easily be salty and just I don't I, yeah I ain't, I ain't trying I ain't trying to talk about it right. But he was like, no, I mean, this kid is a nice kid, man. He's a great guy. Like chemistry is on fleet when we're outside of this place. And he couldn't stop talking about his hands. I think he, I think he mentioned twice. Yeah. And then he mentioned even more after we even spoke. So the fact that he's he's praising the, his teammate, great teammate, great player. And, and you couldn't have asked for a better player to be on the squad and leading the young buck in Dawson Knox. Good, good stuff, man. I think he had 20 minutes of there of just a pure representation of of a guy who's, who's <clears throat> he's very. He's just he, overall a great representation of, of the Buffalo Bills. Just an awesome guy, and I thought he had a lot of great things to say. And the the, the one thing I I to go back to the Damian Harris thing, I think the one thing that I I forgot about he he did emphasize the speed, where he said he's got some of the best top lines out of anybody. But you could really tell that it was the power that we're going to be looking forward to seeing this year, where he was really honing in on man wouldn't want to get in front of that guy. I'll tell you, man. There's the there's one there's one play that sticks out to me in in Bills. Bills Mafia, anytime I've ever watched the Bills play, and it was Antoine Smith. You may not remember this bot. You may, you may not. Antoine Smith just absolutely destroyed a Raider player. I don't, if you guys know what I'm talking about, Antoine Smith took that, and a Raiders safety tried to come in, and Antoine Smith absolutely obliterated this Raiders player. Now, I bring this up because Damian Harris gives me that, 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 that type of vibe where it's north-south, and if you're my way, too bad for you is going to be a problem. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how they how, how many touches he gets in these games and where he's getting his touches. I mean, he's what two years removed from 15 touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah. 15 touchdowns. So listen, let's roll, man. I'm excited for that. I'll tell you what, Dawson got us excited. You can just tell the way he was laying it out there got us real excited. Dion got us. He got us excited about, I think, getting to know the inner workings of an athlete's mind behind the scenes, kind of understanding what it's like to perhaps perhaps like you even, you know, you touched on it with the uh, with Dawson there in your question where it's like you, 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 we're hurting as Bills fans after that Bengals game. What's it like for the players? Um, Dion kind of gives us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to what something like that might be like. So hope you enjoy the Dawson Knox interview. Here comes our main man, Dion, longtime friend of so, BF. And uh, go ahead, Rico. You there? Did I lose you? I think I might have lost Rico. He can hop in in a second. Anyhow. I'm here. Are you here? All right. Uh, what were we going to say before I, hit, before I hit roll on this baby? So with, with Dion and like we said earlier, man, we it was just a matter of like, listen, a couple questions and just roll. And Dion becomes Dion. Yeah. And and I gotta preface this, preface this because Dion, when he came in as a rook, uh, we we hit up Dion saying, Whatever you need, Dion, we got you. Um, and uh charities, this, that, and the third, we got you. So we've always been uh supportive of Dion, and he's always been a friend of the of the brand, and he's always shown us love, always. And you can quite tell in this interview here how comfortable he is and how He's able to just be himself like he always is. So uh, tune in for this one. This is a good one. Anyway, snow time, as you can see right now. Two-time pro bowler, seven years with the Buffalo motherfucking Bills. Pussies. We got to put a beat on that right there. <laughs> yeah, but don't, don't let me start freestyling. I'll get this shit. 
crazy. The mic's right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buffalo fanatics, straight addicts. Hey. Pulled up to like you to see house, and you know we getting at it. Rap. Let's go. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, if you already don't know by now, you better know. It's the main man right in the middle of us right here, Deion Dawkins, sitting down with Rico and I here at Western Media. Can we, can we pump him up a little bit more than that? Uh, I think you could. Can we pump him up two-time Pro Bowler? Come on. Big dog. Come on. D-Doc. Iced out. Seven years in the league. Look at him. Don't play. Come on. LT. Deion Dawkins in the building. What's good? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. We got the man Deion Dawkins in the building with us. And uh, this, it's a long day. He's he's a movie star. He is. He's, he's been a movie star for some years now. Makeup getting done. Yeah. Listen, I saw them Jordans in the in the in, in your in your room, bro. Yeah, them Jordans are clean. Fire. <laughs> did, you, did you roll in on those? I, th th those things are the size of a Cadillac. Oh, what you got, jokes? <laughs> what, what you got? I just want to say right here. What size? I thought he was gonna kill me there. He 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 got he got a little serious there for a second. I thought I, I had saw I met my maker there for about two seconds. Thank God he laughed. Thank God he laughed. There you go. Z-Bot was sitting with his legs kind of kind of open oh. and kind of relaxed. As soon as I thought, said, what you got, jokes, Z-Bot's knees came right together. <laughs> I thought a no, little girl coming down. That's a big man sitting right between us right there. Let's go. Thirteen. See how those, you lie, but you can't. <laughs> what you got? Man, are, you, are you rocking a size thirteen? Thirteen. I'll show you the tag right now. It's not it, man. We fifteens and up. That's it. I mean, like, I'm not in that category. That means you get all the good stuff, though, right? Talk about it. You get all the good stuff. Listen, let let us talk about it, because <laughs> year year seven in this game. How does it feel being? You're not the young buck anymore, man. You're a vet. You're a vet, vet. How does it feel coming into year seven, being the guy that you know they're looking up to? Oh man, it gets kind of. It's it's kind of cool. It really is cool. I don't feel like I'm in year seven. Mm -hmm. Um. The years are really flying by, but um, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. When I came in, I was looking at guys like Richie Incognito, Lorenzo Alexander, Tyrod Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, Eric Wood, you know, like older Kyle Williams, older dogs, right? And now I'm pushing that tier, and it's kind of it's kind of scary because, like, you know, like like career. Like I don't even like want to talk about it, but like I'm pushing that that mm. that second to back tier of my of my career. So um I understand it. I gotta do things to keep myself with it, you know, but I'm still snow. I'm still snow, I'm still flowing, I'm I'm, I'm still feeling like snow. So till I don't feel like snow, you'll you'll see it, you'll feel it. But right now I still feel like snow. We were doing something the other day and I was going through just looking at your stats and stuff. I don't know what we were doing, but the, it, I saw the seven years and we were just talking and I'm glad you kind of, you feel the same way we do. I, I said to him, I, it, there's no way it has been seven years. You go back to year one, you're going into year seven. What's different about Dion in year seven compared to Dion mm. in year one? Mm, the biggest thing from year one to year seven, I got more haters than I ever had. <laughs> You know, I got more haters, man. Who's hating on D Duck? I never and seen if, that. And it's and if I have more haters, like that just means I'm doing some something right. All right. Like, you know, like I didn't came to realize that I'm comfortable with myself, right? Yeah. I'm free with being myself. I'm blessed. I'm loved. I'm I'm a man of God. As much as I can be, you know, I try my best to be a man of God. Um but haters are haters are real. Like, you know, like in this world that like that we live in. They want us to be perfect. The world, the fans, I get it. And I understand. 
but it's impossible to be perfect. You know, like we can't win every game. I, like I can't make every block, but believe me, like if you know me and if you know the other guys on this team, we try our best. We do our best. We try our best and we shoot to be the best. We never go out there to, to make a mistake and make you mad or, oh, you gave up a sack. Oh, you had a holding call. I'll be like, bro, listen, dog, like I ain't perfect. I wasn't brought here to be perfect. And, you know, I wasn't a first round guy. I wasn't a number one overall draft pick. Like I wasn't the first one off of everyone's board. Like, shoot, I'm still chasing greatness. And, you know, like, but, but like right now I have flakes of greatness, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm still creating the full snowman or if you want to call it a snowball. I'm going to say this, man. Uh, you have a, you have a, you, this, I like analogy talk and you have ways of, of for to paint a picture for folks yeah. that may not understand what you're trying to say. So you paint it and you're like, okay, when you came up with that mac and cheese, we got it. We understood it. So you talk about haters. You talk about people talk about you. You talk about like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that you're blessed. You've been in the league a long time. So you're part of this player's tribute, right? I, I, I F with the player's tribute, right? But the player's tribute comes from reading what's on Twitter you know what I mean? Feeling the vibe from Bill's Mafia and X, whatever. So when you jump on the page and you start flowing, what is it that gets you like, what, where did, how do you get into the Pillars Tribune to say, okay, this is my next piece. This is what we're writing about. Love, yo. It all comes from, from love and the heart. Like if I didn't feel it, if I felt like the fans don't deserve it, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, the fans are like, they're still on my good side. Like the, the mafia is still on my good side. Cause I try to tell, you know, people like, like, I, like I know my worth. I know what I am. I know who I am. And there is no other player. And that's like me in the community with people smiling, friendships, respect, not caring about a blue check, not caring about a $60 million contract, not caring about pro bowls. Like I'm just a regular dude and I treat people normal, but, you know, like I'm still in that. I, I love you like attitude. So as long as I got that, I love you like attitude, I'm going to continue to give this fan base uh, everything that I have. And when I don't like y'all will feel it, like yeah. I'll feel it and mm-hmm. I'll make you feel it. And then you'll understand what I'm talking about. But as a, and right now, I mean, like we still good. We still thumbs up, you know, still thumbs up. I'm so glad you're talking about this because one, I, I didn't know that existed for you at all. Two, if it does exist, they don't know you at all. Of course not. They don't know you worth a damn. Yeah. You see that, and I'm so glad that you recognize that you know yourself over that. Yep. But even that, even with that, this is something that I don't, I, I just, I can't, I can't imagine. The, being an athlete like yourself, it's almost like it's carte blanche to say whatever you want to these guys. You can just say whatever you want. You can't do that to anybody else. But, oh, Deion's an athlete. You can just say whatever we want to him. What's it like having to navigate that type of lifestyle, knowing nobody else has to go through that? It's, I take it for, like, what it is, you know? Like, uh, I'm blessed to be in a position that I'm I'm in, and some things are just going to come with it. Um, it's hard, you know, like, because I'm a media guy. I like the camera. I love the camera. Love it. I love everything about it. TikTok, Instagram, Reels lives everything all like i love it like karaoke's i love it and because i love it it's hard to hide and shy from it mm-hmm. because you're seeing what's going on on that timeline 
all day long. Yeah. Um, and to navigate through it, you know, like like you try to see it. The thing, and that sucks, is like when you see the good stuff, you keep scrolling, right? <laughs> you just keep scrolling. And it feels good. It feels good. But you see it. And then the bad stuff, but you see it, you scroll a couple times and then and then it gets you. And uh, like I've learned in my career now that I won't be that guy to continue to scroll with the good stuff and the bad stuff. I just let it be there. And uh, if I see one thing, I just let it be. And then I push it right. You know, if I see a good thing, I know it's a plus and not a minus. I push it left, you know, and I don't add up the plus, 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 plus with the negatives, 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 or the minuses, you know? Because the minuses always seem to weigh more. That's the problem. Of course. You see a thousand good. Yeah. Right? It's always that minus. It's always that one. Yeah, always. And the thing about me is I'm so real. I'm so real. I'm so real. As when I do see a minus, I'll be like, bro, like in my mind, I'll be like, I wish that I could just have like a hotline where I could just let you call in and ask me what you want to ask me. Because if you want to know what happened here or why I did this or what happened here with this game or in this game and whatever, talk to me, bro. Like you sitting in, in your basement and you on your couch, fat as hell, eating a bowl, a bowl of ice cream with no wife, no kids, no girlfriend, no nothing. Corny, corny. No pictures, just a profile with zero followers. Mm -hmm. And you follow me or you follow the Bills and every player there. But you're just ratting, talking, talking, talking. I want to get on a FaceTime with you and let's talk, bro. And let's talk. Cause I want to know like how you really feel. And now, and that you get the opportunity to talk, let's talk it out. So I like that. Let's talk it out. Cause I'm going to give you a platform. You can do that. <laughs> right. And you know, Aaron Rodgers hops on with, you know, saying Kyle Brand. Yeah. Uh, I said Kyle Brand. Aaron Rodgers with, with Pat McAfee. You got Josh out with Kyle Brand. We got to get Deion Dawkins on the Buffalo Fanatics. You got something to say. What's the mic is, the mic is yours. That's up to you if you want to do that. But now I want to, let's, let's flip it to the light side. Right, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Haters, are, haters are gonna be around. Sure. Feel me? So, two Pro Bowls, yeah. right? You amongst one of the best in the game. Yeah. Left tackle is not a joke. You're protecting number seventeen. Seventeen. I'm watching him. I'm walking him. I'm watching him walk around. He looks a little chiseled this year. Yeah. He looked like he been he been extra into the gym. Like, what what is it like protecting number seventeen, man? Yeah, pepping his step, man. Pepping his step for real, for sure. Uh, protecting like seventeen, it's an honor, you know. Uh. It's, it's an honor. Actually, in practice today, I was telling them, like, bro, like, you make my life easy and hard at the same time. Like, for a guy like Josh, he's he's going to get us out of situations, but because he is who he is, when you're in the pocket, just to bring you in the mindset of an O-lineman or a left tackle specifically, right, I protect his blind side. So everything that I do, I protect basically from my cylinder. I look at triangles. I'm here to hear everything here is, is I got you right and me knowing that everything that I do is based or anything that I do will affect what he does Absolutely. I make sure that I do it right or I try my best right but protecting him is like you know like when he's running around and stuff like that like I'm protected I don't know if Josh is coming here or coming here or coming here or coming here so that could be difficult but I don't complain because he's it's more pluses than minuses, mm. you know? So every other play, cool, Josh is doing his thing, jumping over guys, he's close. But fuck it. Like, who cares? But it's it's truly an honor, you know, because uh, I look at 
people like Jim Kelly and all these Hall of Famers and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, I'm protecting a Hall of Fame quarterback. Heck yeah, you got to talk on that vision. Like, 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 I'm protecting a Hall of Fame and quarterback, and I'm his first left tackle. Like, I'm his That's guy. Right. Like, way. I've been his his guy since his career started, and I don't take it lightly. So, because he's that boy, I'm that boy, you know? So, regardless like of how anybody wants to view it, like, I've been his left tackle from his first snap in the NFL. That's like big. to his Unreal. last, yo, that's big, man. Like, yeah. like, like whatever you want to say about it, I've never got the man. I mean, like, I don't even want to. We don't even talk about it. Don't even mention that. But it's just like, like I've did what I had to do, which makes him be able to to do what he does. And I don't want no no credit from it. I don't want no credit. I am blessed in many ways. The people love me. I have my swag. I got my snow. I'm cool, bro. Watching him succeed is the best thing for me. When he is on TV and he's doing his thing and he's shining and everybody's all up in Josh's face, I just smile and I'm like, and I walk away. Like, bro, and I'm happy. Like, even looking at him, like, record uh, the uh, the uh, TV commercial, like, I'm looking at him and, and I'm like. It's crazy. You're about like, to bring a dare to mind. Like, 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 that's, that's and my guy, bro. Yeah. And, and he's younger, so I look at him like a younger older brother but that's my little bro like like that's my, my guy everything that he's doing i'm i steal a little piece of it because i know i've had a part of it and i'm one with four other guys together we're a chain yeah. right like pieces move but i've been blessed that i've been right there ever since and i take it with the most respect the most love the most passion because you know like when it's all done and when i leave here like i'm gonna get him to to sign something and I'm gonna get it tatted. That's as as Josh Allen, bro. That's okay. that's that's and my bro, and that's and that's life, and it's real. It's not fake, and that's why I'm so passionate about it. Like that's why this show shit is real. Yeah, like it's me, it's him, you know, it's all of us, it's y'all, you know, it's both of y'all. Like y'all have been here since day one, Thanks. you know, since day one, you know, and mm. and and it's been and it's been what it is. Like I got Dan, I got AJ, I got I got just dishing. Like those boys have been with me. Since day one, y'all have been with with me since day one. I've been with Josh since day one. I take it with the utmost respect and love. Before we wrap up, I just want to piggyback on that because when you look at the offensive line, it's the immediate correlation to a quarterback's performance. And oftentimes, you are looked at as the you know the unrecognized aspect of that game. Yeah. The way you're talking right now about Josh Allen, th this has nothing to do with the with the game. You can just tell it's got nothing to do with the game. This is just real. This is, that's your brother. How does that, I don't see how it couldn't, but how in your mind does that immediately translate into how you play every snap, just the way you feel about the guy right behind you? But you think about it, right? Like an analogy way, if uh, y'all have children, like I know you have kids yeah. or you have a kid, right? I got four, boy. Four. I got four, yeah. But you got kids? Mm. You got kids? Not yet. Right, so... Just, just try to hear it, right? Like, you have kids. Like, if your kids were your quarterback, how would you play? Right? Mm. If your kids were on the field, if your kids were at a gun range, if yep. your kids were in an MMA fight, if your kids were in a, in a rugby match, if your kids were in a paintball game, anything. Anything where you got to protect your people. Done. How are you finna act? And, and it's going to show on and off in the field. Every dinner, every wing bite, every blue cheese dip, every toast, every beer chug, every 
every whatever. Yep. Like, like you're gonna feel it. And that's just what it is. Like, like I had a chance to birth this this greatness. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I have a piece of that, right? I have a piece of that. It's dope. Regardless of where that career goes, I have a piece. When people were talking about MVP and people are talking about Super Bowl run and people are talking about playoff, 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 AFC championship game, that's my son. I like Respectfully, that. but not <laughs> sunning him, not putting him down, but that's my son. That's my dog. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't yeah. get better. Thank you so much. And just to reiterate, if you're hating on him, you don't know him. Why? No, please hate. Hey, do it. It's clearly it's working. <laughs> Give him fuel. He wants fuel. Yeah. Hate on that. That's how it be, man. You're a soda bar. Let's go. Appreciate the time as always, brother. The Odd Dog is everybody. By the way, Rico had to go to work. He's still on the night shift, but he gives his love and he wanted to say thanks for everybody who tuned in tonight. A couple things on the Deion Dawkins uh, interview there. One, um, look, the one thing I really uh, appreciate about Deion Dawkins, the one thing I probably love the most about him and the one reason why I think he's probably one of my all-time favorite players, and I think I might be a bit biased. I've sat down with him like that numerous times, and every time it is my favorite moment like every time i know i'm going to be able to talk to him i just eagerly anticipate it. i can't wait to do it because this is a a league a profession where you are almost encouraged i don't i don't want to say lie is the best way to put it because it's you're not you're not trying to maliciously deceive anybody or, or be a bad person but this is a profession where you are better off saying the politically correct thing in order to move on to the next question, to the, to the next question, and then have it be done. No criticism, no backlash. And with that entails really no ability to express who you are as a person, your character, who you are on the inside. Whether you like the guy or not, the one thing you can't call him is fake. And the one thing that you have to call him is 100% real. The guy tells you everything that he's feeling in that moment. Now, I don't think he, when he said, when he brought up the haters, the reason you saw me initially kind of laugh pretty hard, I thought he was joking. Truly. I I have never, obviously you go on Twitter, oh, Dion, what are you doing? We can't get a hold on in that scenario. We do that all the time. But but that, that's everything. I, I do that, we do that with ourselves, right? You know? Like 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 last week with me, it's like oh Zba, you can't say that about that Oliver. You said something else about him another time. Whatever, we all do that. It doesn't mean you're you're hating on the guy. The when you're when you're looking at him as the person, and then you're kind of talking to him about what he goes through. He's seeing all the things that I never knew existed. Right, I've never seen, and I'm on Twitter a lot. You guys know that. I don't really see anybody hating on Dion, but when you are Dion. You are going to see that. Unfortunately, you might actively seek it out because that's the unfortunate aspect of social media. I get it all the time on YouTube and Twitter and stuff. Even just me, a fraction of what Dion is going on YouTube and Twitter and putting yourself out there. Like he said, you are getting that criticism. You're, you're, you're just actively putting yourself out there. Therefore, you're going to get stuff back. I think what he said is something that nobody else will share with you because Everybody in his shoes would tell you what he just said. They all see it. 99% of the guys will tell you they don't see it. They don't pay attention to it. It's a lie. 
And they're just saying that because they don't want to give any further attention to it. And I completely get that. But what I respect about Dion is he's honest about it. And he even shared with us that he is working actively on trying to eliminate that from his routine, even looking at that, including the positives, because we've all been there as well. You soak in the positives. It makes the negatives hurt that much worse. Then you start to compile the negatives. And it's like anything else in life. The negatives always stick out more than the positives because it's something you want to improve on or it's something that, that makes you feel like crap. And that, of course, is something you hone in on. So what I loved out of that there is we got to look at something that I personally didn't know existed. I didn't think Dion got hated on. He shares with us that he did. But he also shares with us how he understands that it comes with the territory and he also understands that this is a life that most people don't live. And it's a tough thing to navigate because that's why I asked him what it's like living that type of life. We go through our day-to-day -day life. You say something bad to somebody online and, you know, it could be a whole thing that, you know, high school, whatever, the cyberbullying and all that stuff, it exists. It's a real thing. But for some reason, you're allowed to just go online and say whatever you want to celebrities and athletes. And because... They're, in our mind, in a realm of, I don't know, untouchability, I guess, in a realm that we just don't see ourselves in. We don't think that it affects them. We don't think that they see that, but they do. And I thought his honest opinions there and the way that he was able to kind of navigate it uh, in his own words, you know, the way only Dion can. I mean, that's the best part about him. You sit down with him. He's rapping. He's doing this and that. You crack a joke with him. He immediately flips it on your head to where you're the butt of the joke, which I thought was hilarious. By the way, though, I had to say that to him because we saw his shoes, and my God, I mean, those shoes. You've never seen anything like it. These shoes. They, they, I, there's a reason I saw them. I did a double take. I'm like, my God, I just knew for a fact it had to be Dion's. I mean, that these old linemen, these old linemen in person, man, it is insane. Uh, the one thing outside of the whole hater thing and him kind of talking on that, the one thing I absolutely loved him getting into there is him touching on where he's at in his career and him kind of reflecting on it all in a nutshell with us as he sat there. I, I could not believe that he was going into year seven, even though I knew it, I was doing a piece. I think I was doing it for Joe Marino's um, uh, top 10, most important bills players there. And I, I was looking into the, to the numbers and I, I legitimately did a double take when I saw Deion Dawkins was going into his seventh year. And I think someone mentioned it in these comments earlier. And I think this is probably why it was so jarring to me. He is the only remaining offensive player uh, from the Tyrod Taylor era. That's why it feels like, in a way, it, it feels like that was a lifetime ago. And you almost don't remember that Deion was on that team. You only remember him with Josh Allen. I think it is incredibly special to be in the shoes that he is in. And he recognizes that he is Josh Allen's longest, most tenured lineman. He's the only one on this entire team who has been on Josh Allen's offense for every snap. And could you not just tell the way he was saying it? And that's why I love him so much because he'd tell you otherwise what he's saying is from the heart. Dude, that guy loves Josh Allen, man. And I think that speaks on a couple of things. One, I think that speaks on who Josh Allen is. You saw D uh, Dawson Knox in the interview prior saying that how Josh Allen, like we were talking about earlier, A-list celebrity, he's the face of the franchise, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
What did Dawson Knox say? He's still one of the funniest guys on the team. He's still the guy cracking all the jokes. Love hearing that. Love it. Because we hear things about, you know, I, I always use this as kind of the, the example, but unfortunately this has been the example as of late. That's an Aaron Rodgers, where it's just like terrible time getting along with the young, with young players, new players. He's not around busting jokes with those guys, getting them involved, making them feel like they're part of a team. That was one of the bigger issues on his way out for Green Bay. To hear that about Josh Allen, just an extra thing that you have to love. But the one thing you hear about from uh, that you hear from Deion Dawkins that kind of brings that full circle. Not only does he love him because he's been on the same team as him for this long and he's been protecting him for every snap he's played, but he loves him for the person that he is. Deion Dawkins absolutely loves Josh Allen. And I can't emphasize this enough. We think that all these guys on all these teams are best buddies. They hang out all the time. They're like second family. I'm sure you've heard it before, but Tom Brady played with Bill Belichick for over two decades. They didn't have a relationship outside of the field. Those guys won more Super Bowls than anybody will ever see in multiple lifetimes. They had no relationship off the field. And you got a guy right there, Deion Dawkins, who's protecting Josh Allen on every snap. And when they get off that field, he loves them as a person just as much as he loves them as a guy playing behind him who just so happens to be one of the best players in the league. I just think that is the coolest thing. I think it really gives you a deeper look at at something that I stress about this team all the time. No, they're not going to win every game. No, they're not going to do things that we love all the time. The one thing that they do time and time again, turn after turn, every opportunity that they're faced with to prove it, they do. The culture of this team is second to none. It is one of, if not the best, in all of pro sports. And every time I get to talk to one of these guys or I hear something from one of these guys, it always doubles down on that. Dion gives you a perfect example of that right there. You just basically saw him say firsthand how much he loves being a Buffalo Bill, how much he loves playing with Josh Allen, and he recognizes what I think a lot of us fail to do sometimes. I talk about this on here a lot. Josh Allen is no longer the young pup. Josh Allen is now entering into that next chapter that I allude to often. Deion's aware of that. He knows who's playing behind him. He knows it. And he knows damn well that his career trajectory would probably be awfully different if Josh Allen wasn't behind him. He's aware of what is going on currently. And he doesn't take any of that for granted. He flat out tells you that he's blessed to be in the situation that he's at. And he knows it. He's not just saying that because it sounds good. He 100% believes that, embodies that, and I think that that goes all the way through this entire team. And that's why, look, you can get on Dion for a hold, like he said. You can get on Dion for a blown snap or whatever. The one thing you can't get on for Dion, I just don't know how you couldn't like him as a guy. I'll never forget last year we were doing this. We were doing the same thing last year. Me and Rico, we were doing these interviews, and we were going to sit down with Dion like we usually do. And he said, boys, I can't sit down with you because he – was on his way out the door after just filming hours worth of commercials. He was on his way out the door to go to a birthday party of a little kid who just lost his father in the top shooting. That's the guy. I mean, that is just, that's Dion. And he's not doing it for clout, and he's not doing it to take an Instagram picture. He's doing it because that's just the type of guy he is. I love him for it, and he's always been uh, more than gracious with his time with us. And he's always been very honest, transparent, and always gives us a great interview and a lot of cool stuff to dive into. So I really hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, I truly do, because 
I think anytime we get a chance to sit and, and listen to Dion in a real setting like that, um, it, it's must listen for sure. So really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. This was fun. We were really looking forward to sharing these with you. Um, cool thing is, if you want to listen to them again, these are just the raw versions. I'm going to could be uh, completely editing them with different cuts, better audio, graphics going to look all nice and pretty. That'll be up on YouTube later this week. Also going to chop all those individual questions and segments up into individual videos for Instagram, YouTube. So if there was a specific part of it you like, you can go back and check those individual clips out as well. Those will be available later in the week as well. Um, as always, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks again to Rico for making time. Tough, man. Rico, four kids in the night shift. He always makes time for me and for all of us. So good, good stuff. Uh, much love, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the week. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And I'll be back with you again next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about then, but I'm looking forward to it. I will see you then. Until then, enjoy the rest of the week. And as always, go Bills. And maybe Miami Heat can get it done tonight. And maybe the Florida Panthers can get it done tonight or tomorrow. Jack Eichel, come on. I don't want to see it. Have a good night, everybody. Think of another place. Come with me. Let's have a smoke break.